0: there were like tears going on every there, there's not a dry eye in the place everyone's like invigorated and ant leans over me and elbows me like halfway through and he goes dude dude the Lynx are getting six points in the second half of the wmba you can't lose i'll
1: tell you what i love the WNBA. You call me a degenerate but women's basketball is pretty much cut and clear a lot of more you know i i have way better numbers bit in the WNBA than i do the nfl
0: What's cooking, everybody? I am joined in the bunker today by my friend Anthony Bakari. Ant is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And thoroughly enjoyed having him in here we had a nice conversation that wasn't just laughs by the way we had a lot of good serious conversations in here for long periods of time as well so i really really appreciated this one i'm glad we're closing the year on this one as well just because i think some of the things we talked about are very relevant to kind of recap what was 2020 so besides that if you're not subscribed please subscribe if you haven't left a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts and you have a second to do that, that would be a huge help to me, so thank you, and let's keep that trend going of sharing your favorite episode with one friend who you think would like the show this week. To everyone who's done that, thank you very much, and seeing as this is the last episode of the year, I want to thank all of you for your support in the first, well, really few months of this show, we didn't start this till mid-September, but to all of you who have bought in right away and and been an amazing support for me and and getting this thing off the ground thank you very much and i wish all you guys a very happy healthy and safe new year and let's get on to 2021 i I think we're all ready for that i think we are all ready for 2020 to be over so that's the good news of the day remember we got a new year coming up that said you know what it is i'm julian dory and this is Trendify. Let's go. This is one of the great questions in our culture. Where is the news? You're giving opinions and calling them facts. You feel me? Everyone understands this, but few seem to do it. If you don't like the status quo, start asking questions.
1: Yeah. Well, we missed like a... So you really oh, this whole year is almost like erased. Yeah. In that in that sense,
0: who have you been quarantining with? Just Kim. Just Kim. Yeah. How's that been?
1: You know how it is. Good, bad, ugly. <laughs> you really like. You know they say how you don't really know somebody till you live with them. Well, you don't really know somebody till you're locked in a house. With them. <laughs>
0: that is true. Yeah. I had a friend say to me right at the beginning of of Corona. She was like, "This thing is going to go longer than we think." Obviously. And this is going to make or break relationships. Like, yeah. Period. And, and it's the are going
1: to break it more than, because you only have so much of a threshold for tolerance. Yeah. Everybody has, you know, I can withstand this much of somebody. Even if they're your wife, you still need time to yourself or your friends. It's just the way it's going to work.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so true in the sense that we're always, we're just wired to look out for ourselves. It's how we're biologically built. And so even when you are like passionately in love with someone, there's still that hypothetical wall that needs to go up sometimes in your day where it's like, alright, I'm just alone with my thoughts for a yeah. few minutes. And when you're in a small space all the time, you're working in there, God forbid, like you have a full family and everything, got the kids home from school, yeah. which you don't, but a lot of people do. It's like <sighs> yeah, there's, there's no break.
1: no break. And if you can't love yourself and take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of someone else, your kids, you have to be. You have to put yourself first, and it's sad to say, but you do. Because if you don't put yourself first, everything else will fall to bits.
0: So true. So true. How's the rest of your family doing?
1: Everybody's good. You know, my grandmom, she's ninety six, but she's still somehow making it with all this going on by herself. So it's kind of she's by herself. By herself. My no aunt. Way. Yeah, my aunt goes over there and like takes care of her. So does my mom, my other aunt. But nobody really wants to get that close to her because if God yeah. forbid, you know, it's it.
0: Yeah. How about that fear, man. That's it, You don't it's, want to be the crazy. one to do it. Yeah. Like, oh no, I got it. Yep. Yeah. It is that... Well, I don't know the term for it, but it's that... I'm not... This is not the real term, but like that opportunity loss. Like, there's a different word I'm looking for. That's not real. But exactly. Like, you don't want to be the one who does it. And so it's like this game theory of people like, well, I'm not going to go over there because then I'll be first. And so then they're not going to go over there and they'll be first. Yep. And it's like it's people's lives you know it, it's it, you're not even just talking about the life and death of that but you're talking about interacting with in this case like your elders and yeah. god bless her i mean she's 96 living alone that's, Drive still drives. fucking amazing yeah still drives still drives yeah i don't know how i feel about that how, how's she doing out there <laughs> she's all right i think she just got an accident not too long oh ago oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and and no one came to the scene because they're like oh we don't want to kill you with COVID. yeah exactly oh
1: my god and if something does happen she'll try to hide it from everybody get it fixed herself you know what i mean she won't tell my mom she's, my- <laughs>
0: wow so she's like really independent yeah good for her honestly like that's amazing yeah watch it with the driving but that that's still amazing but <laughs> that um, has to come to an end sooner like, yeah, sooner than later i mean how do we come out of this dude obviously you got the vaccine coming and everything, but I'm talking about from like a social perspective, not the medical stuff and all that. Like that's a whole nother conversation, but how does society start to reintegrate itself just to normal? I hate even using that word now, but the way we used to operate business as a whole.
1: I don't think we do. Cause that's the million dollar question. Where Mm -hmm. do you go from here? What's normal now? If if it was only for three weeks, I'd say, hey, yeah, we'll we'll get back. But it's been how long? So it's yeah. time will only tell. What are they going to say? You know, they tried that fifty percent, and guess what? That exploded back in our face. Mm-hmm. So who knows what is going to be the next step that actually you know continues? But uh, I have no idea, to be honest.
0: You think we got to be wearing masks a year from now?
1: Yeah, I think you're wearing masks five years from now to go in public. Come on. I do.
0: Come on. If you've seen, you know how in China you'll see people always wearing masks? That's a. But that's also like a cultural thing. And it's when they feel like they're getting sick. Yeah,
1: if I'm sick, I wear a mask. Well, I don't know. I I don't know if stores are going to, it's all about the bottom line. Everything's about the bottom line. And if the store wants, you know, if there's rules put in place where, hey, you have to come into the store with a mask. You're going to go into that store with a mask. You're going to say, hey, I'm not going into that store. I, I don't that that's my guess.
0: Oh my god, that's like a whole nother frontier too. Like yeah. people decide like oh, they're meskless. Oh, they're mesk. That's what like, I mean, yeah. And you you already have that with states. I mean, fucking Florida right now. <laughs> you know, it's it's like a whole different country down there. I haven't been, but a couple guys I had in here were there for like a month. They're like there's some mess, but yeah. that's about it, you there know. Were,
1: there was 30,000 people at the Cowboys game.
0: Really? Yeah, it's it's
1: every state is different. Yeah. California,
0: they're saying a year well, that's California Yeah, the 49ers state. had to leave. Of, of, of course they're saying it year. California <laughs> California's insane. Yeah. What Did you read their holiday mask guidelines? <laughs> no, but I'd love to hear it. Oh, my God. I had this... I had Horo in here like a month and a half ago before... You know, long before Thanksgiving or t- whatever it was, two months ago. And we were running through the guidelines. And basically, it's down to if you're outside you must be wearing a mask. It must be 75% open or something like that. When you are inside, if you are singing and chanting, chant and sing with a mask on and do it at a below vocal cord level of the room. I mean, it is insane how far they're going. And now all the people are leaving California. Oh, it's
1: man. Everybody's leaving leaving New York City. Everybody's leaving Philadelphia. That's why the prices of a house in the suburbs are, you know, 50,000
0: above ask, 100,000 above ask. What's the conspiracy there, man? Because these politicians in these cities are doing nothing to stop the spread of people leaving. Yeah. So the other pun right there, they're not doing anything about nothing. it, and they're just letting people walk out. What that but, and you're seems... talking
1: big money's walking out. Yes, not, you know what I mean.
0: Have you seen Miami? What's happening there?
1: No, but I've I've been following more New
0: York, Philadelphia, well, you know, Staten Island, the islands, San Francisco, Silicon Valley is relocating to Miami. Mm. Like like and and not all they of have- it yet, but. Miami and Austin, Texas. Yeah, I've always said Silicon Valley was the
1: smartest, you know. It's like the smartest area around here. Yeah. They are the cutting edge. And I can see them doing that, moving to a state where, guess what? Money talks, everything else
2: walks.
0: Yeah, I just don't... It Sometimes when things don't make sense, you just stare at it for a long time. And what doesn't make sense to me is if I were the mayor of a major city... And it was a stronghold even for my political party, which you can say that about like New York and Philly, San Francisco, L.A. I would be doing everything in my power to make sure people don't leave. Yeah. So there might need to be some things where I piss people off because maybe I don't handle all of COVID the right way, which is a really morally slippery slope and all that. But – it's fair to say that these guys not only haven't done that, but they've gone so extreme to handling it in all the wrong ways that it's it's disgusting. I mean, they are they are taking away people's livelihoods and openly allowing powerful people in society to continue their livelihoods yep. literally right in front of them. This is basically, you know, the
1: end of a lot of things. You're going to see like big business is going to step up in a big way after this. You're going to see more, you know, more Amazon. You're going to see more FedEx, more UPS, more big... You're going to see a lot less small businesses, like a a small mom-and-pop grocery store. You're not going to see as many of that anymore because they just can't handle it. They don't have the money coming in like they do,
0: and that's just the way it's going to be. It's a sad commentary, but I I can't really argue with you. I mean, that's that's how they want it to be now. Yeah, I consider whom an Amazon Fresh gets delivered right to my door.
1: (laughs) You don't see mom-and-pop, you know what I mean? It's sad because guess what? They are the staple of this country. Mom and pop stores. You know, anybody says, hey, we love going here, we love going there. No one says, I love going there, you know what I mean? What happens to them? I love going to shop, right?
0: (laughs) What happens to them? What happens to them? That's the biggest question. What is going to happen? Because these big companies, a lot of them, even as they grow their scale, let's look at it this way, per employee that they take from a company that they shut down, they don't need to replace with one full employee on their end for when they create jobs and increase their scale. No. So... I don't know what the ratio is, but also with machines and all that coming in. Amazon, if they put a small business of 10 employees out of business, they're not hiring 10 people because they did that. They're maybe hiring one. Maybe. In that ratio. And it's scary. Sooner you're going to see the drones dropping packages in major areas. That's that's their
1: biggest thing that they're really working on. They're really getting it out there where the drone can carry up to like 30 pounds.
0: What's he doing? What's Jeff Bezos? He's
1: an industrious motherfucker. I will give him that There's nothing he can't solve, nothing he can't do. He They say he might be the first trillionaire. and He's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be.
0: Well, here's my thing on him. I never cared. I really didn't. Everyone, it's so, whenever you see one of the richest guys in the world, the easiest thing to do is to hate them, right? Because they have what you don't. I never cared. I was like, all right. You know, I I was a late adopter of Amazon, too. Like, I never even used Amazon until maybe like a year and a half ago, 2 years ago I never I never needed to. I don't yeah. buy a ton of things. No. And then I started using it and it's very very useful especially like with my business now. So I liked it. But when people would say, "Oh, he's such a scumbag and and you shouldn't support you shouldn't shop there or whatever." I'd be like, "Look, I don't know much more than, you know, his business history and the fact that he gets me my fucking shit to my front door when I want it and I and I appreciate it." But I got to say the last three months, I've had a lot of people in, in my years and one person in particularly a lot just going through and asking questions about things that Jeff Bezos does. And it's not even putting on a conspiracy hat at all. It's it's just saying, like, let's look at the actions and let's ask our questions. Does this look normal? And the fact of the matter is one of the early questions that really made me go, ooh, was somebody said to me, why, why does... Jeff Bezos need to buy the Washington Post and then plaster it on all of his electronic objects that he sells, be it the Alexa, be it the Kindle, whatever. Why does he need to do that? Why does he need to buy a newspaper, which even when newspapers were profitable and they're not, the Washington Post was losing money. The size of that business compared to him deploying the same financial resources somewhere else in his own business from a profitability standpoint, not even close. No. So why is he doing that? And then they're like, why is he poking around at buying CNN and stuff? And I try to stay above like this whole mainstream media crap because you basically just get left or right echo chambers. But you have those echo chambers. And he's, I guess, buying into the left side on this one. But is he even left? Like, what is he? He's whatever makes sense for his pockets. Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Like, do you think that at all? Because obviously you, he wants to you get his agenda. He
1: wants to get his agenda out there. And what's a better way to get your agenda? What's a better way to get your stance out there than owning
0: that? What's his agenda? How can I make more money? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Now, do you think that he could just be so lost in that? That, like, he's not a bad guy. He's just, like, so focused on... it's It's a game. It's always like, oh... I did this, so now I have to go attack this because that's the next thing to do. Or do you think he's like, nah, I want to take over the fucking world. Get out of my way. That's a good question. The dude started selling books. Yeah. Then he started selling washer machines.
1: <laughs> like, you would have told me people are buying books online and that turned into, like a, you know how big of a company is? I would have yeah, right. Who the hell's buying a book online? But the
0: dude did it. You ever and seen, now look at it. You ever seen the speech where he like was talking about what he did yeah. at the beginning? Yeah, He's it's like, awesome. Um Jeff Bezos, and yeah. we sell books online. It's like <laughs> yeah. one eye's going <laughs> this way, another eye's going <laughs> that way. It's like, and that dude, that dude is now like this, going to be trillionaire. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And
1: he gave his wife how much? Like thirty seven billion, and she donated like six
0: something like that. Didn't even affect him. She does no. She has no attention no. either. That's very interesting. Yeah, to very me. weird. She became like the richest lady in the in the states overnight. She's and nothing. She's more of a ghost than Lorene Powell yeah. who was Steve Jobs' wife. Exactly. But, you know, Lorreen Powell was a ghost when he was alive and everything. So, and it was a little bit of a different time. But this woman, like she's never Mackenzie, that's her name, right? Mackenzie Bezos. Yeah, Mackenzie Bezos. Yeah. yeah. She's never done an interview on record and she was technically I don't even think technically is the word. I think she literally was one of the early founder employees yes. of Amazon. That's I mean, why she got so much. And she's smart as shit, She was too. there from the jump street. You know? yeah. yeah.
1: That's sketchy. Yeah. W- why not? That's the question. Why not? And she does so much philanthropy. Like, she donates money. She gives so much. What is she hiding? Why is she not, you know, keeping keeping her face in the spotlight?
0: And maybe she's not... Yeah. That, that That's the other thing. Like, we always have to look at this both ways. Maybe she's just a normal woman who happens to now have $37 billion and she's like, I have no idea what to do with this shit. Where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. But you might not be. And yeah. then you talk about philanthropy. I mean, people talk about, like, Bill Gates all the time. Yeah, the Gates like, Foundation. Yeah, now he's just a philanthropist. Yeah. Like, to me especially when this is like your territory, because he's been so focused on influenzas for so long, which yeah. he's on record about. Like, let's go. Oh, give yeah,
1: that. he's been preaching this since, like... Years. Oh, wait, like when Obama really got on the scene, they kind of teamed up, and they've been pushing that hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's on record, so yeah. we'll give him that. But, like, leaving the board of Microsoft, I think he did it in February, like, the company he founded, you do it right before corona. That just... And, and I know some of that could be coincidental, but then when you're out there telling everyone, acting like you're the medical expert on it, yes, dude, you own a foundation. You know a lot about this. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, You are a coder. You're not a doctor. D- d- leave that to them. Stay in your lane. Yeah, exactly. Like, if people want to argue over what Fauci says or whatever, okay. All right. Yeah. That's a different conversation. Like, he's a doctor, so bring another doctor to argue with him. Fine. But, like, when it's Gates, it's just so... I don't know, but the red lights go up, and I'm like, I I do not trust anything I'm hearing right now, and I don't even know what I'm hearing. No, it's cra- it's crazy. I think so much happens behind the scenes
1: <laughs> that it doesn't even matter what's said to the public. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, they it it's already been written. What is going to happen?
0: You know what I mean? It's just it's they're just waiting just to play it out the way they want. If ever anyone happened to end up in whatever room that is, just by happenstance on the wall. Yeah. it's you yeah <laughs> you're ending up and they're like oh this this is this isn't the bookie convention <laughs> No oh, shit i'm sorry you don't need this room painted <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of that how's how has the bookie business been during this prolonged pandemic no different than the stock market no
1: different than the housing market people have nothing to do so what are they going to do gamble now what are they gambling on um, I've seen people gamble table tennis at 3 o'clock in the morning. I've seen people gamble the craziest things. You know, e-gaming at 2 in the morning. People have nothing to do. Idle hands, idle minds,
0: terrible things are going to happen. And it's no different for anything else. When your clients want to go do this stuff, and they want to go gamble on table tennis... Red flags are flying. <laughs> but Yeah, but do you... Have, do they have to text you first and
1: be no, like? No, they have a limit. And whatever your limit is, play it out.
0: Now, how close do you track the line? Are there even lines on table tennis? Oh, yeah.
1: I don't track them. Who the hell's <laughs> tracking that?
0: It's like table tennis in like Lugoslavia. something like It's not
1: in the States. It's way out there in Eastern
0: Europe. But how? I mean, you're on the hook for it. You got to be able to balance the lines. No, I don't balance any of the lines. They balance all the lines. The, the... Uh... Yeah,
1: Vegas does it. You just mm. uh, you just apply the line
0: and let them go from there. Got it. Yeah. So I assume a lot of that weird action was happening pretty quickly when yeah. this started because all soccer. sports shut down.
1: Soccer was huge when it started. Remember, soccer was going down in Europe, England, before football, baseball, even KBO. People were gambling KBO. I was seeing like two oh, thousand dollars a game. Came yeah. back, you're saying. Remember, KBO yeah. and soccer were the first ones that light up.
0: KBO Mm. baseball
1: league in South Korea. (laughs) I was I was unaware. Yes, (laughs) well, that was like one of the first, and people were betting the KBO like it was the MLB. Come on, people were betting the Premier League like I've never seen. It's just the way it goes. What was the what
0: was the what's it called the the time region on that? Like twelve hours. The games would
1: start around five a.m. for the KBO, so people would get up, bet them, go back to bed.
0: What time is that in? (laughs) What time is that in Korea? That's
1: like nine eight nine. You know, like seven o'clock baseball game. It's five o'clock in the morning. That's my. Pretty good. That's what I'm guessing. Because if you're gonna have a baseball game, it's gonna be, you
0: know, six o'clock, seven o'clock your time, five in the morning here. Did you have any trouble collecting from people who didn't want to pay up because they lost table tennis or for the fucking KBO?
1: No. You know, you know who has the money and who doesn't. <laughs> so you those, you know what I mean? someone who's gambling on table tennis isn't someone. They're just a, it's. It's a weird thing to say, but it's just the way it works. People, if something's available to be gambled on, they're going to do
0: it. That's just the way it's going What be. is it in humans, like in us, that makes us need the action on things? Because
1: it's so true. It's the true. unknown. Mm. It's the unknown. Exactly. It's like, remember you were 19 and you had a fake idea, you went to the bar? It was awesome. I remember that. I You're got 21. Get, get, get away from it. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. It's it's doing something illegal. It's doing something unknown. It's, that is the biggest draw. It's having something that, you know, can I win or can I lose? And
0: you don't know. And that's the draw. Well, you saw it with... Because I guess it was like March 12th or 11th, the NBA shut down. And then all the other leagues by the next day followed suit. And so then over the next five days, that's when quarantines rolled in and people started doing that. And you saw all these randos run to robin hood <laughs> like e trade stocks and start buying the, <laughs> well, the stock stocks market. are vo- so we're so volatile after that like yeah. it was f- crazy yeah but they're 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 basically buying things that they have no idea what they're buying
1: but little did they know that to be a day trader to buy and sell stocks every day you have to have $25,000 sitting in that account or else you got to buy it and yeah. you know you can't buy and sell the same stock i think it's like three times a week without having 25,000 something like yeah, that three yeah three different yeah. stocks it has you have to have at least twenty five thousand in your account to do that. But they could buy up. Buy, like a, oh yeah. Lot, they could buy a bucket of
0: stocks. Buy and then, as much
1: as you want, but yeah. you just can't sell that same stock in the same day.
0: Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah. yeah, but it brought a lot of people in, and then I always subscribe to or ascribe to however you say the taxi driver theory. Okay. Yeah. You ever hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like the taxi driver says, starts giving you stock picks, like sell the fucking house. Yeah. If he's heard, if he's heard of it by now. Run. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the taxi driver bells were going off. Yeah. In like the end of March, I'm I'm going. Oh my God, you got to short this whole goddamn market. Yeah. And then it just kept going because again, people had nothing to do, so they just Absolutely. kept doing it. I
1: remember taking a small dive, right around the end of summer,
0: and then once fall hit, oh my God, yeah. it just took off. Yeah. And as far as like the action on NFL and well, NBA is coming up now in a week. Did you have a lot of action on the NBA when it came back in the bubble? Everything was huge. Um, nothing's yeah. bigger than the NFL. That That's king. Yeah, That'll always be king. That's what Americans love. But, yeah, people loved it. You know, there it's were still it's still the same kind of fervor? Just because, I mean, I'm looking at these games. It's empty stadiums. Nobody cares about that.
1: Really? Well, they I care about they that. Yeah. Well, I know the players and the coaches care about it, too, but the camera doesn't care. Yeah. Home field advantage, so... When you gamble for an NFL team, if you have home field, you get an extra three points for your line. Vegas gives you three points. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they adjusted that without fans. So that's another thing. That's a good question. Because you got 70,000 people rocking that stadium.
0: That changes the game. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you watch some of these and it's, there aren't home games. I guess Dallas, like you said, had 30,000 fans in there, but even that, they usually have what, like 75? It's not, that's not a big deal. That's that. By the way, in Texas, that's like a Friday Night Lights game. Yes. Without the smaller stadium keeping the keeping the noise in. You I know?
1: think the stress of traveling with COVID really. They were. I think that could worry a player. I'm traveling. You know. I don't want it when you're not supposed to travel. Yeah. Even though you, and people were getting how many players are? Oh, he's on the COVID list. He's on the COVID list. Games had to be moved due to so many players getting it. That's my thing, man. <clears throat> All of them are fine. Well, you're talking about the best athletes in the world. I know. Yeah.
0: All of them are fine. They're back in a week, ready to go. And it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it, it just, it like, sometimes I feel stupid with it, because I'm like, they take it so seriously on some things, and it's like, there is not even a thought in your head like someone's going to have a problem. It's like, oh, he got it. All right. You know. And remember they were joking around Rudy Gobert and
1: Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, like, touched, the mic, touched his mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they,
1: they were like they got
0: backlash for that they're cool now
1: yeah they're great I would be kind of upset too because they didn't
0: nobody knew that. no it was one like, knew. oh my god did I just get eight what, what happened he was running around the locker room saying the whole thing was a hoax, hoax. Yes. Yeah. It, it was like, it was like <laughs> he
2: this is a joke this is a joke
0: <laughs> he's like rubbing everything yeah. and shit and then Mitchell got it but that was dude that was one of the craziest nights ever when that whole you thing went down remember that NHL Everything shut down. It was, like bang, bang. it was like watching when when you have the warehouse in the movie and they turn out the lights, all the LED mm-hmm. lights, and you watch bang, 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 bang. Every light go out. That is pretty much what that Wednesday night of that week felt like because you just saw Adam Silver cancel the season. You, you saw the president schedule an Oval Office thing yeah. for 930. Then you watched the NHL come in. I think they canceled that night too. All the other leagues start like talking behind the scenes like, oh, we're going to cancel surreal man
1: yeah what the nba did was unbelievable
0: that how they planned that and executed it not one player not one player adam silver is in my lifetime of any league he is the most impressive commissioner i have ever seen yeah and he's the most loved everybody loves him great guy he finds a way to play that middle ground yeah. like you can't believe because David Stern a lot of guys hated him a lot of players hated yeah. him
1: but, but he sorry to he no, did he a was lot incredible. For the league. Yeah. he made that league that league was struggling until yep. he got there
0: that's my point yeah he Adam Silver finds a way to do an effective job on a level that David Stern did it and also have everyone love him yes that's crazy yeah very hard they to They love
1: do. him cuz he knows it's a players league but there's got to be money made at the same time. So he's filling the owner's pockets while keeping the players mm. happy as well. That's the hardest part.
0: And Stern came in. I mean, they were playing... It was like 1984. They were playing NBA games on tape delay like two two days later. Yeah. And he had Magic and Bird in there. And he was like, what the fuck, guys? Like, <laughs> I, I think we can do something yeah. here. And he was such a good businessman, but he didn't... He recognized it like he completely worked for the owners which is the job of the commissioner. You work you are hired by the owners and you work for the owners and your job is to, like they say, all around. It's to make fucking money. Money.
1: And he took the game to China and that's what started making the big bucks. Yeah. They were already making big bucks but that's what made it really grow to another level.
0: You ever see what he said about that though?
1: Which He's settled. He's been on he's maybe been interviewed about like a hundred times about that. So which one?
0: Back when they did it.
1: No, I mean I, I. You'd have to refresh my memory, but
0: I saw this because he died like yeah, almost not long like ago. the first of the year yeah. this year, 2020. But he did an interview with the New York Times, like one of those written interviews where it's not yeah. videoed, but they just give the transcript. I never get that bold text, like yeah, text. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like just just put it put it on camera. Yeah. But anyway, I guess it was maybe like. 03 or 04 something like that i'll find it after the show and i'll put it in the show notes but he they wrote in the article and we asked this question to stern about the league's relationship with china and he uncharacteristically let out a an ominous face or something like that and then he explained he said look my job is to make money for the owners and the chinese market is enormous and they love the game over there and so obviously we want to bring the game to the people It, it solves two things but he said it does keep me up at night or something along those lines that that is a chicken that's going to come home to roost at some point because we are dealing with a country that is not free we are dealing with a country that is at the control of their government and everything we do is appeased through them absolutely and now we're seeing that start to happen. Yeah,
1: they shut their country down in no time. <laughs> if you were saw on the street, you were
0: arrested. Yeah, I laugh, but it's like, did you see the maps? Of... They don't
1: like their their internet is so censored there. It's amazing,
0: dude. They don't have Twitter. They have nothing. They don't have Facebook. Yeah, they they don't have Google. They don't have any of that. They have all the Chinese versions of it, and the government gets to see what it is.
1: And if you get caught, like, tr- like you know, getting into that, oh, my God, you're doing 10 years in prison.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they, their government uses it, because their, their government, after... Remember the whole Maury thing? Daryl Maury? Yeah. With the Hong Kong... What like, he said, yeah. yeah. He was, like, free. It was back beginning of October 2019, during the preseason. He said fight for freedom fight for hong kong or something like that yeah. on twitter and so the chinese that's what caused the whole rift because the chinese government blew a gasket <laughs> yeah oh my god the nba said this about hong kong how dare they yeah and he got all this backlash but the wall street journal did an amazing report that they brought out like i don't know two weeks later maybe and no one paid attention to it But they tracked all the troll accounts that came in on his
1: tweets,
0: (laughs) and they were all All emanating from China using a VPN to get outside the wall of the country and basically repeating Chinese communist government propaganda.
1: It's amazing because 20 years ago, China was nothing, and they put – they backed all their money into the internet, all their money into just the next level science and the internet and how that works. Look at them now.
0: When, when did you start noticing China was an issue?
1: When everything I bought said made in China.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of always been <laughs> yeah, the case. Yeah, it's always been but... the case, but,
1: you know, everything, Apple, everybody that is making major money in this country is making their products overseas in China. You'll see it's made in China, assembled in China. The iPhone, made in China, assembled in China. Just wait, you know what I mean? They're paying people 17 cents an hour. So they the, the shipping it back and forth is nothing because they're making it for pennies on the dollar
0: because they don't you know, and you that's know? yeah the-, the
1: government runs the country they they decide what's going to happen and if they want to you know Amazon app if they want those monster companies to come here it's totally wrong but guess what it's the bottom line is what talks the loudest the way it's always going to be and it's never going to change
0: they use our free markets against us absolutely. Because if we come in and say, you can't do that, now it's not a free market. Oh, I can't go where I get the best labor to be able to return value to my shareholders? And then they smash the American public by
1: saying, do you want to pay 300 times the amount of what you already pay for this? Oh,
0: no, we don't. Okay, then. Shh exactly and that's that's the danger too cause like and that's what you saw the problem with the nba with china cuz everyone got real everyone got real fucking quiet yeah. about china after that happened you know yeah some of the owners they all have ties overseas there yeah man and regardless of cuz all the owners not all of them but a lot of them are predominantly donors of one of the two parties regardless Absolutely. of party man
1: and the, they're tied yeah and then a lot of them will donate to both too
0: just to cover the race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's what Trump did for yeah. like 40 years. He's <laughs> the king. Yeah, he, he had Schumer coming in, and when he walked out, Cruz is coming in. <laughs> he covered every end you got yeah, to cover. Yeah, man. It's so
1: corrupt. It's so crazy. And it's never going to change. And people think, oh, this president's going to change this, this guy. No, they're not. Because no, what's not going to change? The bottom dollar. No. And until you change
0: money, which you'll never change, you're not changing a thing. Yeah, I, and... everyone has their political awakening if they if they have it at some point different in their life or maybe it's a lot of people when they're younger but there's always that moment where you actually think oh this is gonna be the answer (laughs) this is gonna be the one
1: (laughs) this is it
0: we got him we got it (laughs) and then
1: oh no yeah no it's not they give you a check for 600 bucks and spend it (laughs) yeah
2: Six hundred dollars
0: it's, like, it's it is basically like here's a personal go fuck yourself yeah. here's six hundred bucks go buy <laughs> go buy lunch for the week. <laughs> the no show jobs were getting more than that per hour, yeah, I mean it's absolutely it's like, and I know people look at other countries and what they're doing for their people and can't argue with it. I mean, yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but other countries were like paying out twelve hundred dollar stipends at some point. The danger is. I'm not defending the government on this, but the danger becomes, A, how much currency do you print? And B, how many things do you create that then you never get people off? And now the government, 10 years later, yes, and they're all more powerful. Those yeah. are the slippery slopes. Absolutely. But, I mean, the fact that they just threw, and no one talks about it, they just threw $4 trillion or whatever it was at the problem and suddenly oh we're we're good <laughs> and printed the money right printed, behind it yeah. printed it yeah and people look everyone's got a life like they're worried about their own shit they don't pay attention to this stuff but we don't think about how where i had x amount of paper i now add x plus 4 trillion yeah it's worth less yeah
1: it will well, it right
0: now it might not be but eventually yes correct it has to balance out correct yeah because we haven't had really hasn't hit too too hard yet on like the no. price action but it doesn't do that right away as you said it, it it can take a couple years just like when the
1: housing market crashed in 07 yeah. they were expected it to crash the big the people that knew what they were talking about expected it to crash like a year or two before that it just takes time it, it, there's so many
0: people trying to fight against that happening and your dad's always had a contracting business right
1: For 35 years, he's owned it.
0: Right. So, did he see anything there to be able to say, I see something wrong? Absolutely. Like what?
1: Everybody was losing their house. Nobody was getting their houses painted. Nobody's getting work done. What happened was he shifted to apartments. Everybody's moving to apartments because they lost their houses.
0: When was that?
1: 07, 08, 09. He said they were really tricky. Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, 07. Business, like, you know, business around for 80 years, 100 years lost. It's just. The way it goes. No one
0: had a anything. Yeah. I mean, they were giving out mortgages. To anybody. <clears throat> one page paper. You didn't even need an eight to
1: show proof of income to get a house. You just needed that twenty percent. You were called a ninja. That it's literally what it was called. A yeah. ninja.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then how did he get through that? Because I mean, oh nine, ten, there's nothing happening. Just
1: reputation, great marketing. Just, you know, certain public, certain people have money are always gonna have money. And yep. you gotta be in with that niche. You gotta, you know, get frugal. And that's the, way it, that's the way it happened. The people that survived that really, you know, took a couple steps forward after that. You know, once everything settled, businesses really got back to being good again.
0: Yeah. But, but if
1: you didn't pivot, you drowned. Exactly. Yeah. You, had, you know, his business had to pivot to another direction instead of painting, you know, a half a million dollar a million dollar house, you can go and paint a, a section 8 apartment
0: for the government. And the first point you made back there is is even more relevant just because the people who had money and were able to at least hold on to some while that was all going down, it, it takes money to make money. Yeah. So you come to the other side. They can it's maybe the analogy is like when a biker's behind another biker and they're going up a hill and there's a downhill on the other side. When the first biker gets that downhill, they're going to be picking up more ground yeah. than you're going to be able to pick up once you get to the downhill and they're wherever the hell they are on them. Absolutely, because you're going uphill and most of society's going uphill. So you saw out of the housing crisis, the the greatest wealth gap generation oh my ever. God, the rich until Corona,
1: astronomically richer, and the middle class got kind of wiped out. Yeah. After that, the middle class really took a few steps back after
0: 07. Yeah. And that's why when people were really touting the stock market, like, oh, we're going to be all right. And like end of June or end of April into May, I'm thinking to myself, first of all, you had a lot of companies in the stock market that were doing badly and then companies that were just doing great because of this, who were carrying it all and averaging it out. But on top of that, this was representative of a certain part of society you know they're they're not taking into account all of the middle class small businesses you allude to they're not taking into account those communities you come last you come last yeah and it's just the way it's gonna be
1: and people hate it guess what you can only do one thing better your chances work harder and sometimes you gotta roll the dice and that's the way it's gonna be
0: yeah they gotta become a client of yours that's it yeah (laughs) Give it to me. <laughs> How'd you build that book? How it's, long have you had I, it? it really, I
1: really—I didn't build it. it. It was a good friend of mine's, and I would, you know, like a, I was a procurer of sorts. I knew people that wanted action. I would bring the action in and take a percentage, and then that's just the
0: way it worked. And then eventually, just you know, build your way up. Now, would you sneak around and—and and, I don't mean sneak around, but just be constantly asking people, "Ah, oh, you—you bet on games like like a salesman? No, because that's
1: bad business."
0: I don't know what you had. No, I'm saying before you got into this, because you said you knew people who wanted the action. You got to know them. People love
1: gambling. People talk about it. Hey, I got $100 on the Knicks. Hey, yeah. I got... Oh, you do? Who do you, who do you put your action with? Oh, you do? <laughs> what if I gave you 10% on your losses? So when you lose, you know, they had to give me 90%. Oh, you would do that. Yeah. Mm. You do that? Yeah. A lot of people do that.
0: That's smart business.
1: Yeah. What's, what's 10%?
0: We, know. you know yeah it's a it's a good investment it's a good invest- imbe- i mean up in north jersey you go like this walk outside <laughs> i mean there's a book you walking yeah. down, so yeah. I never had to worry about it but i also never i've never been one to gamble on games I love sports since I was a kid, but always was aware of it I actually ran a sports book for like two days in high school Didn't didn't go well <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you got to get lucky
0: but yeah I mean like some of the way some of the creativity now that that people do this it, it's it's pretty crazy just because it's so like you said it's always been around but the internet really changed the speed and and volume at which people can do this say
1: the say the giants get a first down mm-hmm. you can get that live action right oh the giants look pretty good let me get a live action line. yeah you can bet there's no more i got to get the bet in by <laughs> one o'clock you can get the bet in at 110 now 115 you know there's no more yo jim <laughs> And let me get 500 on the Yankees. There's no more of that.
0: There's no more of that.
1: No. And even if you don't have to put a debit card up and everything's cash, there's still no more of that because everything's done on a website.
0: And what website do you use? There's a million different websites out there that are all overseas balanced. Now, how does that work? I've never looked into this. I got a buddy who's big at a company called Sports or Points Bet. So I really should have asked him about this, but I haven't yet. What's the story with what's legal to have? located on u.s soil versus what's not and then how many of them still go overseas even if they could be legal here and what's the what's the impetus to do that
1: well are you paying taxes (laughs)
0: because
1: if you are it's legal well well here's the game say you go overseas and you want to you know use their book well you got to rent seats renting seats means say i have 100 gamblers and i want them all to have an account well that costs around eight to twelve dollars an account you got to pay per week or they have a monthly figure you can use that way, you know they're making something. They're not ban- They're not paying you, and you're not paying them. You're only paying them for their services. They balance the book for you. They they control the numbers. They go to Vegas and get the lines. They have everything live. They do all of that. You have to come up with the money for your people, but you have to pay them, and that's
0: it. So they, they basically take a vig. They basically take a rake. A rake of each. The casinos. Yes.
1: So you have hundred accounts. You got to pay eight hundred. You know whatever eight
0: hundred a week to them. Now, do you know a lot of guys who operate offline still? I personally don't. No, I don't think anybody's
1: because nobody... How are you going to... You're going to write it all down in a book? A lot, dude. There's a lot of
0: guys in North Jersey.
1: I'm sure old that. school guys, but I personally don't. Everybody I know does that. Yeah. Where they'll, you know, everything's online and I, and I get to check my balance just go click your history. What's and your it's, all,
0: it's all taken care of. It's all of taken care much. of. Yeah. Now, how often do you look at it, though? Because people are betting on shit all over the world, apparently.
1: Every couple of hours,
0: <laughs> you set an alarms in the middle of the night. No,
1: that, that that's a very rare occurrence. <laughs> it honestly is. That's very rare.
0: Only um, when the Indian cricket league is in the finals. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Indian plays England in the cricket one. <laughs> yeah.
0: It just it's, you know, like say
1: you can go online right now, and right now the Steelers are playing. You can bet the Steelers right now live. It's that, but guess what? I don't have to give you my debit card information. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to pay taxes on it. Me and you will meet up at a certain number at the end of the week.
0: How does that go? Easy. You never have a problem? No.
1: Because you have to know your, I'm sure there's people that do have problems, but you have to know your clients.
0: So you know your clients are not going to be welchers before you take them on?
1: No, you got to know they have money. You don't have a job. You're not getting an account. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. You so know? you're not. You don't have to walk around with the Louisville. No. And I would never do that. That would never be me. I'm not that
0: kind of guy. You sold that very well. Yeah. Well done. It's not me. I guys, I like kind of believe him. I'm looking <laughs> at him. He he practiced that one in the mirror. I'm no,
1: serious. It's just. It's not like that for me. It, it's more of you know a way to enjoy myself and gamble at the same time
0: and provide a service i'm providing a service you're dedicated i I will give you you are you're on the ball all the time i will never forget sitting at a wedding of which i will not name what wedding it was and (laughs) there's a speech going on i I don't remember who it was maybe it was like the man of honor given given (laughs) (laughs) given the uh the speech for for the groom and something like that, but there were like tears going on. Every there, there's not a dry eye in the place. Everyone's like invigorated. And Ant leans over me and elbows me like halfway through, and he goes, "Dude, dude, the Lynx are getting six points in the second half of the WNBA. You can't lose." I tell you what, I love the WNBA. <laughs> Call me a degenerate,
1: but women's basketball is pretty much cut and clear. A lot of more, you know i I have way better numbers betting the WNBA than I do the NFL.
0: Why is that? Because the bookies are lazy on it? No, it's the, not even no, Vegas. Makers?
1: Yeah, Vegas is great. It's Guess what? Some them, some of them women are just better than the other women. And I don't know why it <laughs> translates to that, but guess what? They they basically know who's going to win it all at the end, before the year starts.
0: Now, do you think that guys like you are going to be gone in 5, 10 years? No, it's never going to be gone. Never. People
1: love doing something illegal.
0: No, not because of that. I agree. It's a huge space. The space mm-hmm. is only growing. Yeah. I mean, you look at the data and and oh cuz like sometimes yeah. I get a feel for it like you're talking about just like knowing people and whatever and I know it's huge, but like you look at the data and it's like, "Oh my god, they know that w- the worst of us is going to come out." Yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about Finding a way where a lot of these platforms, which are centralized platforms, whether it's through, like, new regulations, you see things loosening up around the country yeah. here or whatever it is, where now suddenly they don't need you as a middleman. They just go straight to the customer on everything because that that does already exist, Abs- absolutely. let's be honest, heavily, but for your kind of action.
1: Well, they offer – you could see, oh, your first $500 bet's free. Yeah. You'll see that a lot. Or you'll see – you know, you bet $10 on the Yankees and, you know, you can win 300 That's the way they're trying to, trying to pull people in. But you also have to put your money up front. Yeah. You can't just put a bet in without transferring funds into that account with us. There's, no, there's none of that. So people love to gamble without putting a number up there first where everything's taken on the arm. And they get to pay later or get paid later.
0: Yeah. I guess, yeah, because in, in in casinos, I mean, that's that's oh, yeah. the order of business. You got to be able, you got to be able to pay to play for everything. There's no, Absolutely. there's no free riding whatsoever. Never yeah. been that way. Yeah, but I kind of wonder, like, how that's even going to go. Have you been to AC at all during this whole thing?
1: Once there's plastic everywhere. <laughs> like if you like say have this is a round table, there's plastic dividing every section where a player, a player would play, and in front of the dealer.
0: At every single table. Every single table. Are there parts of the casino that's closed down?
1: Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of it that's closed down. There's like no more smoking. There's so many rules. It's amazing.
0: Whew. Where'd you go?
1: Uh, we. I walked through the uh, Hard Rock,
0: and I oh. was like, "Oh my god, dude!" I was in the Hard Rock. I was in the Hard Rock a bunch right before Corona, but we were in there for a bachelor party, like four or five weeks before Corona. Yeah. And it's crazy, like now that was a long time ago and it's yeah. crazy to me cuz i'm picturing everything that happened there and how open it was and now it's almost like when you when you get grounded into believing something over time and it just keeps on getting more and more strict yeah you get very hopeful about things that are just slightly less strict versus oh my god not that long ago we were allowed to do this like we were all the way over here yeah it's it's crazy and and, and i wonder if anyone's going to be able to rip off the band-aid with that so i mean you're you're really down on it you're saying who's first who's first is my question who is going to say you know what i'm taking
1: this shot you're either going to fall on your face or you're going to come out swinging and win there's no in between
0: that's what i mean
1: and the government is that's the biggest thing it's up to the government it's not up to you it's not up to wawa it's up to them what they say goes
0: that's and that's the problem. How do you it,
1: enforce it? Too. What do you mean? How, say if I say if the store says not coming with a mask. How do you enforce it? And the government says this. You know. You you know. If the government says no more masks, but the, the store says, "Oh, I want you to wear a mask." How do you enforce them to wear a
0: mask? Is what I'm saying. <sighs> I mean, I, the obvious answer is people are going to call the cops. But have you seen the videos of this? Like when this happens, it's crazy people go nuts. These cops, I feel, I feel bad for them. That's the
1: worst job in America. Oh right my now, god! Being a cop.
0: Think about it, and and I'm I'm generalizing right now. This is a huge generalization I'm about to make, yeah. but let's just do it for argument purposes based on videos we're seeing online. You had all the protests in June, yeah. and throughout the summer, and it's still kind of going in, in some ways. But the heavy ones were it was in every city in June, yeah, and the sentiment was very angry at police because of some of the things that had happened this year. And there was a lot of generalization where they were saying all cops bad and and defund this and and whatever. And so there was all this tension. And you saw the typical political divide where the strongest fervent people coming out for cops were your typical old school conservative small business owner type people. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And again, generalization, huge generalization, but let's just use it for the sake of argument. And now... 6 months later when you see these videos come up it's a cop that gets called to these businesses that get reported or whatever yeah. and the cops just doing their job like they they're required to show up and enforce the law like the guys who were shutting down the dude at Tillis gym like yeah. left and right in Belmar half those guys they don't want to fucking do that no. but they're told they have to do it so it's yeah. it, it's not their problem but still they're the messenger and you shoot the messenger Every and time. you now see these same Quote unquote small business, regular old school American conservatives screaming at the cops. Yeah. It's like this giant circle of life just got whipsawed around and I, I I can't really process it in my head. It's just so confusing to me, but where does that end? Do now do now all cops have no friends or people who are constantly questioning everything they do? I mean, not that it's here, but you yeah. look in Europe, they're trying to when they're in the streets fighting for their businesses, they're, they're trying to kill these damn cops. It's money.
1: So people forget that cops go home yeah. when they're done. People forget they're just people. Yep. You know, they just, they just want to do their job and go home. Yeah. And people forget that. You know, And it's, I understand, one bad cop, it's all it takes to start something. But 98% of them are fine and good people. Yeah. It's just that one bad cop and people take it so far.
0: Not even putting a number on it because yeah. I I don't have them in front of me and I don't want to get yelled at. But you you have the bad eggs who are just bad guys. You have yeah. your Derek Chauvin's like who yeah. are just bad humans, yeah. no doubt about it. The other issue though, and this is something I I talked to my neighbor about because he he was an ex cop like undercover cop, whole nine in yeah. Philly for like twenty years, like knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and he's just it, He's so conflicted because he loved that job yeah. and he loves so many of the guys he works with, but he also recognizes, especially working in a city, like there's some shit there. Oh yeah. And he said one of the big problems is that you have guys who are inherently good, like you say, who just don't want to get involved when they see shit that they're like, oh fuck that. And so then it gets enabled. And then when it all comes out a brotherhood. Yeah. You know, telling your brother. That's
1: the problem. I see him taking money. You telling him you're ostracized. you're done if you yeah. go and talk, yeah, you don't do that that's that's the biggest problem
0: you ever see the movie Serpico yes, great movie, yeah, I mean that's yeah. I know that's forty years ago, but <laughs> It doesn't change anything it's the same thing yeah. There was another one on, on Netflix, like a documentary on a really dirty precinct in New York. What the hell was that called? It's called like
1: the 415, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that like the, in New York.
0: Yeah, like the 5-7. They were
1: selling drugs. They, they were doing whatever it took.
0: <laughs> but that's what they said too. They're like, you get in... You, it would go so far that all the guys would get indoctrinated into yeah. it. But then the few guys that didn't still didn't report because it was like, you do that, you're done. Done.
1: You'll never be a cop again.
0: And the guys who were talking about it are the ones who were bad who then went to jail. And now they're like, yeah, that was really a shame. But they were the same guys pressuring that dude to do it with them. Yeah. And then to shut his mouth when he didn't. They would just
1: intimidate people on the street like it was nothing. Nothing. Take whatever they wanted. It was, you know, people get that power and it can go one or two ways. You can either control it or you can just completely lose your mind with that power. Because guess what? People are you know that's why people don't trust cops anymore because of that yeah. one cop does that takes it way too far and it's just embedded that oh no don't trust it don't trust the cops now that's the biggest problem
0: video doesn't help
1: oh my god no that everything is on camera And it only takes one incident to change one person's mind
0: once in a while you'll see like you know the feel good post where someone shows like a good video of a cop like having a good interaction which i appreciate and yeah. i wish we saw more of that you'll never see that on the news that's the point. The <laughs> fact of the matter is the ones that come around every day. Yeah. I mean, you still see it every day popping up there's something. It's always like a oh, that was really bad. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. And it's that negativity bias we have, but it's you can't not have incentives for stuff. That's yeah. my biggest thing. It's like when you go to do what you do cuz you do a bunch of different things, not yeah. just not just bookmaking. Like you got to make money. Right. So if we want to have good police forces where there where people feel compelled to uphold their own as Mm -hmm. well, like not just themselves, but if they see bad shit in their police force, they're going to report it and they're not going to be screwed. You have to be able to incentivize that through making the career more attractive, too.
1: And it's not. It's not. You you make what, like 60 grand, 70 grand as being a, a beat street cop?
0: Let's say that once you start to make it, though, I won't even say detective, but you start mm. rising up through the ranks. At, in, in
1: Stop looking like you're invading Poland.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. That was the first one. It's been a while. Yeah. I was expecting, like, five in the first five minutes nah. of The Sopranos drops, but that was pretty good. But, like, let's say you're working in a big suburban town. Like, not even a city. Like the towns we live in. Sure. Yeah. And then you rise up through the ranks, and maybe you're making... You're 40 years old and you're making 120. I don't know. I'm throwing out numbers. Absolutely. They can do that around here. It's still... like There's still a huge ceiling on it. Everyone's also got the question on whether or not their pensions are going to be funded by the time they get there at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And frankly, living in a decent part of the country where there's decent expenses and everything and you got a family and stuff, $120,000 isn't an investment banker. It's not... T- like You are not... Powerful economically in that way. No, and so there's there's already low incentive for it.
1: Hundred twenty thousand, you'll save what? Maybe five to ten grand a year. You need a wife that maybe. makes. You need a wife that matches that income. Correct to, to actually enhance your, your your where you are
0: in life. You know what I mean. To yeah. actually take a step forward. I will never forget. Up in New York, I was living there in the summers when I was dating a girl in in college. And one morning I'd, I had a job up there and so I'd be driving at like 5 a.m. to, to go get the job done and, and then come yep. back. And so one morning I have on WFAN and <laughs> it's, you know, that's the big sports station up in New York for yeah. people that don't know. And I will never forget this, but this ad comes on like a full-blown 60-second spot. And it's got like, the inspirational music in the background or whatever. And I'm like, oh, what's this? It had like a weird sound to it. And a voice comes on and goes, join the NYPD. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And then it doesn't say like protect, serve, duty, honor, like yeah. the Marines put on TV, which is fine. It says, you will get a 401k. You will get <laughs> benefits for your health care. You could have a lot. Li- <laughs> it's like selling <laughs> yeah. all these things. And I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at what the station is. I'm realizing it's a Saturday morning at 5 a.m. And I'm like, who the is listening to this right now like there's some guy out in long island working some weird job who's never had any sense of justice in his life doesn't give a fuck about it who's like well shit sign me up (laughs) like give me a gun let's (laughs) Let's, go let's party (laughs) and that's the problem because they already didn't have the incentive so they have all these people who are like oh uh i think i'll do that because i at least get my benefits and stuff and oh i get to carry a gun cool so you're attracting the wrong people absolutely like i said they're
1: just regular people. Yeah. People forget that. Like, that situation pops off. I know they're trained for it, but guess what? They might not have seen like an action like that in 20 years. People expect them to do the right thing. Someone pulls a gun on you. You're no different than me or you. And people don't realize that. They're just regular guys or women. And their training is so bad. So terrible because it's money. It costs money to train them. And you're not talking about training one or two people. You're talking about training your whole force. Millions of dollars. They, and, and when you bring that to your township or you bring that to your city, God forbid, you got to train a city
0: force. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to say no. But they want to defund. The, the same people who are pissed at this want to defund the police. And let me yeah. take the other side of that side as well. There are, we don't give these people attention, but there are a lot of people in there who are just saying that to get people to the table to talk about improving certain systems and, and improving what cops deal with and what they don't. Yeah. That's not what people hear, though. Defund no. the police is a terrible line, and the people who actually mean it, they're like, take all the money out of it. What the fuck is that going to do? That's just going to make it way worse. Yeah, it's
1: not going to fix one thing.
0: It's not going to fix one thing.
1: If anything, you know, they got to take some of the hats away from the cops. Cops have to wear less hats. Yes. You know, like a fireman. He just puts fires out. Yeah. A cop? Oh, my God. He's got to be a social worker. He, yes. You know, he's got to be a, a fighter some days. He's got to do so much, and it's just not fair.
0: Yeah, I had Terrence Jones in here to talk about that and and go through like when when some yeah. people that he even associates with will say defund the police and he's like well and I didn't agree with everything he said but he made a lot of great points and he was he was saying basically there are certain things like especially around mental health it's like why even put that on the cops why make them deal with that if we have people who are psychologically trained to do it and we can keep the environment somewhat safe let's do it where I draw the line is like. When they talk about saying, well, maybe cops shouldn't deal with domestic violence. I draw the line there. Like, when I hear stuff like that, because I'm thinking, if they go somewhere and there's a really fucked up guy, I hope to God they don't have to take out the gun. But, you know, thinking of the woman... They got to do it. I, I'd rather them have the option to do it, but most then the they got to be trained to do it too.
1: Most of the times, domestic violence doesn't end well. No. First couple times, it could be, you know, all right. All right we Eventually, it's going to get ugly and ugly yep. and uglier.
0: Yep. Yeah. But I mean, the what was the one in uh, the one video in all the Jacob Blake guy was that his name?
1: The guy that got killed. The no, guy that he got, shot got paralyzed. In front of
0: he got shot going oh, in to his the back, door six of the car. times, and his yeah, yeah. kids
1: were in the back. Yeah, Jacob Blake.
0: Did you see the cop carrying the gun there? Yeah. Donut patrol. No, exactly. Donut, dude. They, ha- they, they, they. I don't get it.
1: Just gra- they, they let him go. Yeah. They let him go. Sir, yeah. sir, sir, <laughs> sir, stop. Yeah. Stop, sir. Stop. Don't go in your car. Like, like his <laughs>
0: arms are literally like locked in like this. Yeah. I felt, who's who's the cop in uh in Die Hard who's like literally eating the donut in the car yeah who shoots the guy at the end and he's shooting him like this yeah and you're like supposed to believe that that's that that's how it's done him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like sometimes I, you watch it and you're like oh no like obviously it's tragic every time but you you know what's happening before you even see the video and you're just like oh no like yeah. he doesn't. Oh no! He's not no, ready I, for this. No. He got his card. Nope. He was not ready. No. Yeah. And and then you know sometimes it's cut and dry. Cut and dry. Yeah. And the Vin one wasn't a gun, but there was. I mean, you know, on his neck. Like yeah, yeah. That that one was just horrific, yeah. humane wise. But then when you see these guys with guns, I've seen the ones where like the guys running away, and they shoot him in the back, and it's what, like, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Yeah. What are you doing? What are you, just let him run.
0: <laughs> it's, okay, it's, we'll get. I'll get my car and I'll come get. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to you later. <laughs> yeah, <her> buddy. <laughs> but you know what? It's the same problem though, because then people say, "Oh, well, if he runs away." And, and and I'm not talking about the egregious situations that I was just pointing to, where it's like no question about it. It was like yeah. basically an innocent guy. But like some of the ones where it's a violent person who got away from the cops. If it's in the heat of the moment and he got away and he's a danger to society, I, I get it because if they don't take action and then he runs and commits crimes or yeah. like crashes into a tree and, and takes another car with him and kills a couple people, it's 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 the city getting sued yes. and other lives getting lost. That's why
1: each cop has to know each situation is different. Yeah. And you have to be able to understand, hey, this guy might not do... You know what I mean? But you need to be ready to act at any time. And that's the problem. They're not ready. Yeah. Like I said, like, that guy ran around his car. They let him go into his car, reach around for things, and then they shoot him in the back. Stop him the second he tries to get into that car.
0: Yeah. I've got to go see that one again. But it's... uh... I guess sometimes, like, there's the argument that, like, so many things are happening so fast, but I, you know, I also talked to my neighbor about that, and he was saying, one of the things he said is that a lot of these departments, I I believe he told me it's different from department to department, they have it set based on, like, city governance or whatever, but a common line you will see is that, I forget the term for it, but where they say... They have the authority to use deadly force because they're in danger. He said Mm -hmm. a common line for that is 50 feet. He said, now look, if a guy's got a gun, different story. I mean, because it doesn't matter. As long as he's not farther than 100 yards from you, you're you're in trouble if he does something with it. But he said, imagine somebody with a knife 50 feet away. You're telling me that he's going to close 50 feet within like, three seconds yeah i didn't know he's a track star yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> not happening yeah he on. said they use that as like a, oh he's 50 feet let's go and they just go straight to it and he goes i want to get that out of police forces because they're basically they're basically going into the situation saying i got the crutch no yeah. problem i can use it he's like now five feet different story like you you do what, what you got you, gotta to do. you yeah. do what you got to do you yeah. know but it's just like these are the little details that like we don't think about in society but it's it's very relevant and it's where they run into problems and by the way even in today's society a lot of things get brushed under the rug and people don't look at it because it's like oh you know it was a violent person and there's no video of it yeah and you know he was within the deadly force area
1: he's within that five feet
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) are any of these cops even pulling people over these days like, are they making money? What are the
1: rules? Yeah. Are you allowed? Like, what are the rules? Are you allowed to pull somebody over right now? I don't even know. Is there quotas right now? Oh, I'm sure there's still. You better get out there and make that money, boy. <laughs> 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 or you, you want a new vest? You better go pull like 60
0: right? over. <laughs> I mean, I don't see. I, I think on the road, I've passed like two cops. And they've been just sitting there texting. Telling, yeah. They, Where's the money? <laughs>
1: not taxes
0: <laughs> who knows oh man can't pay the, maybe that's why they can't pay the people the cops aren't pulling over yeah.
1: enough of us and if they are they can't come near you how am i going to give you a ticket if i can't go near you
0: that's what i'm saying like what are they even what's the process all
1: right, all right let's go try it let's go get pulled over we'll, we'll find out yeah
0: let's go do it yeah yeah we'll, we'll,
1: we'll go find we we got to find one on Speaking the garden that, state Parkway. yeah where, i remember um the time we didn't get pulled over it was me a few of my buddies this was a while ago, and I don't condone this. We all fell asleep in the car. I wake up and the car's going, like, I feel like I'm on a boat rocking. <laughs> and we're running over mailboxes. And I'm like, yeah, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so what was happening? I remember I fell asleep drunk. It was like four in the morning. But I don't condone that. You know, that's, a, you know. <laughs> oh, wait, you know. he started driving.
0: Yeah. Oh, no.
1: So that's what I mean. Like, that's kind of, you're getting pulled over for doing that. It's yeah, like. Yeah,
0: man. Who knows? That's what I mean. Like, what is, <laughs> what's going to happen? Society is just, everything's a little upside down right now.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's another thing. People will make mistakes. And
0: who says this mistake's worse than that mistake to call the cops? Yeah, but it's still, hold on though. There's still a math problem though. Yeah. Forget the fact that the government, and we joke about the government's paid people 1800 like a personal go-fuck-yourself, which yeah. is nothing. But they've had to print $4 trillion just to get shit like that happening. Yeah. And you have people staying home more than on average. You have people driving less than on average, obviously, this year. You are not, therefore, collecting the same number of tolls and day-to-day taxes. The cops are obviously pulling over less people. Where do you get the money?
1: The money is not coming in, so it doesn't make sense that things are going up. You know, the stock market is going through the roof. Uh, the housing market's going through the roof. But where are people... You know, they're saying all these jobs are going on, you know,
0: but where's the money coming from? The PPP loans are done. Like, yeah. people burn through that. So it's, it's over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess it's kind of... There, there has to be some form of trickle-down, but it's so hard to think about. Yeah. Because, like... Amazon again only employs so many people, and they don't pay them much. The people that you no. see don't make much. They make, a, I mean, they're up to fifteen now at a minimum, but still, it's yeah. what a lot of their employees are. They're not making much money.
1: No, absolutely not. And there's so many
0: of them. And you really think we're wearing masks five years from now?
1: Well, what's going to change that? Because isn't in England right now coronavirus like mutated, and the oh, vaccine doesn't work? That was only the news. I remember reading that yesterday.
0: So there you go. Like at some point, I'm I'm telling you this.
1: In herd immunity, no one's ever going to allow that to happen. That, but that might be the only way. But no, allow
0: to happen is one way to put it. Yeah. But the other way to put it is how. Where is the line for people? This is something I think about a lot. Yeah. Everyone's got a line. And when I say everyone, I'm not talking on an individual basis right now. This is something the entire country is dealing with. Yes, there's a few states that are dealing with it less than, say, here. Fine. But they're the exception, not the rule. Absolutely. And at some point, especially people sitting at home, more time to be on their phone, more time to look through the Internet, get in trouble on a lot of little rabbit holes. At some point, you are going to have this... I I don't know what the term is for it. Maybe it's, I don't mean to be dramatic, but some form of like uprising where people are like, nah. I can't
1: do this anymore.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, to be honest with you.
1: Maybe that's 600 hours keeping from doing it.
0: (laughs) Well, look, I mean, there have been other ways that people have rebelled and there is a lot of talk online. But again, that's talk. That's hiding behind a keyboard.
1: Say, just for instance, everybody has to get covid they say everybody gets COVID in two weeks to go back to normal. Only the strong survive. What would happen then? I know it's terrible. It's never gonna happen. What what if they someone proposed that everybody has to get it and in two weeks we're back to normal? But guess what? Only the strong survive like in the past.
0: It's a beautiful question. not a beautiful question. That's a terrible word. It's it's a brilliant question. Yeah. What is a brilliant but guess, question? But guess
1: what? Two weeks we're back. We're ready to go.
0: And everything's back to normal in two weeks. Because it's a hypothetical that I never say never on stuff these days, but yeah. pretty close to never would happen. And it's it's that moral question that you don't want to ask. But if, if I had to choose, if you were saying to me, that's the only way we go back to normal, even not into perpetuity. I mean, like over the next five years, that's the only way that we yeah. go back to normal within that time frame. I'm doing it. Absolutely, I'm doing it, man. Like, and and it sucks. There, statistically, there will be people I know, including people who are in shape. Yes, who get it the wrong way and die. I might, I might roll like, the dice. But that's the thing. Like, when I'm making these arguments with people and and discussing it, I preface things I say by making it very clear that there's been some people very close to me in my life who you know i was up in north jersey when this thing was hitting yeah With i the storm new york city and then the areas right around it was insane new york city got smashed right yeah. and so i knew people who had this bad i i've said it before on a podcast one guy i know very well was on a respirator in a coma for yeah. 55 days he lived which is like stunning but amazing amazing story but i know how bad this can get when it gets bad I also, though, look at the bigger picture and I look at the fact that there's a lot of people who the virus is so dangerous they have to test themselves six straight days just to know if they have it. Yeah, And it's a matter, it seems to me like there's a huge matter of luck just based on viral load you get, yep. genetics, I don't know. But you can't drag the worst onto everyone else. and And this is where it gets interesting because I saw a letter from an ER doc in New York City. He was the best friend of a guy I know and it got passed along this is March. This is yeah. at the very beginning. And this guy wrote a letter. He had been on the ward for like four straight days so he had 8 hours off or something and he wanted to sit down and and give his thoughts from being eyes on the ground running the ER. And so what he said is that what you're hearing on the news in these New York City hospitals what it looks like in the hospitals it's it's true like it's it's it is ugly we are past capacity these places you see us building just to have beds it's real like it's 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 a mess but there's this concept that we look at death from two angles and he explained that you can look at it from what is my chance to survive versus what is my chance to die that negativity bias. Absolutely. He said, the fact is, of the people that come in the hospital, I forget his exact number, but it was in the neighborhood of 97 and to 98% of them live, walk out of there, and they're fine. Absolutely. And he was saying, regardless of age, just overall. When, and, and I'm sure older people were yeah. a little more fucked, and, you know, but let's just... There's, there's a sliding scale. Right. Yeah. And so he said, it's ugly. We have more than we can handle, and it's this whole unprecedented situation. But he said, now think of it from the from the context of a cancer diagnosis, which statistically a lot of Americans get usually later in life, but some people get it sure. earlier in life and it's a de- It can kill at any age, including newborns. He said, if you walked in and I gave you your tests and then we went back to my office and I walked in and said, I have some really bad news for you. You have cancer. Hmm. Your whole body sinks. When a patient gets told that they go, it's Oh my God, shot in the gut. And there's a shot in the gut. Yeah. He said, what is the question they always ask right after that? How Two long do I th- got? No. <laughs> That'd be my first <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <laughs> And it goes right to, all right, I'm dying. What do I got? How <laughs> <laughs> much longer do I have to live? <laughs> and, and, the, and in this case, the doctor would be like, "Well, slow your roll. Because yeah. <laughs> what he said is that most people would ask, what are my chances? Yeah, And so doctors give a percentage. He said, when I have to have this conversation with someone and I just call it like a polyp or, yeah. you know... Something I'll segment, cut out. Yeah, a segment of cancerous cells. They're never. I know in my head, they're never gonna have to do chemo. We're gonna cut this fucker out. It's gonna be done.
1: Just cut a size of a fist out of your stomach. Right. Well, well <laughs> and that, that a little bigger, but <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: That's two. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing a count here. <laughs> but if I told you that you had a ninety-five percent chance to live, as an answer to that question, you said, "You know what happens every single patient I say that to." Their mood just swung completely the other way. 95%. They jump up, they're like, "Oh fuck, let's get on the table. Yeah. Let's go, baby. I'm, ready. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I got this. I'm good." Because they see the positive. Yeah. They don't now, see if that I 5%. look at, He said, "If I look at someone like that and cancer's so common that like people are used to hearing the worst, right? Yeah. If I look at them and say you have a 5% chance to die, would they answer it the same way or would no. they be thinking, "Ooh, cuz you used the word die?" and so he was How the you word thing? yes yeah. the point of this doctor's letter Whoa, was die? I can die yes <laughs> yeah he's, exactly. he's saying the mentality is that people are thinking of the worst that can happen yeah and so it's this it's this chaos theory and I made one relation to it that was very very I thought interesting but you told me if it's terrible you remember the Dark Knight with the movie
1: yeah which one there was like three of them but the first one the, the
0: one? one with the Joker the second one so with Heath Ledger okay when Harvey Dent's in the hospital with his face blown off, he's pissed. Right, Joker goes in there and he flips him to become bad. Yeah, and if you remember they that, sp- the coin. yes, yeah. if you remember that speech, he gave him this theory where he said people can't handle chaos and fear.
1: It's a great, great speech, and it's yeah. so
0: true because yeah. he explained if I told like everything's a plan. Mm-hmm. And when things don't go to plan or when people don't know that there's a plan for it, they freak out. Whereas, yeah. like cancer, once you have it, you know a lot of people have had it and yeah. there's a plan. You either have a good chance or you don't. And you fight it, and you lose, you win. But but it's a plan. If I introduce some chaos, what happens? Yes. Yeah. And so he said, if I, the example was, and I don't, by the way, on the cancer point, I don't mean that. Yeah, I know, that I know is what taking you're taking the highest level. Yeah. It's obviously, it's it's a punch to the gut when yeah. you get that. But I mean, you have a precedent with it. Yeah. with something new like this the point he was saying is if I say that I'm going to blow up one caravan of soldiers or yeah. go after three people at the grocery store on 5th Avenue, no one freaks out everyone yeah. goes about their life because that's not in all likelihood that's not them yeah. they're fine, it's all according to plan I told okay. them what's going to happen, it doesn't affect them so they move on yeah. but he said if one if I come out and say one little innocent mayor is going to die, mm-hmm. he goes Everyone loses their mind. <laughs> he goes nuts. And he yeah. starts freaking out. He yeah. goes, they can't stand it. Yeah, because it's chaos. It's fear. Yeah, and that's what we've done with this. It's the unknown. Yes. And this is, and I mean, that's the, that's what you feed on. Yeah. With, with business, I mean, it's the same. It's it's the same neighbor. It's it's the same family of the same problems. It's all connected, sure. And it's,
1: you know, it can go one or two ways. And it's usually going to go the bad way with the unknown people. Because people are all up in their head, and once they start talking to themselves, it goes bad. You know what I mean? If you, t- if you were to tell somebody, hey, these are 95% chance to live, all right, but 5% to die, whoa. See how you
0: said that, too? Yeah.
1: It's how it's worded, it's how it's said, it's how it's delivered, and it, that, that's what really matters.
0: What's the number one sales tactic? For what? There's a lot of different types of. Sales. There are all different types, yeah. and for there's which, a lot that yeah. work positive over the long term. But what's the one that people and businesses use in the short term to be able to just get the next nut, and it works? Fear. Front,
1: okay, yeah. Oh yeah. What if this could happen? So, so say if someone had cancer, I beat it. But guess what? You still need this insurance for your kids, because guess what? You might not beat it. You know what I mean? So say if you're trying to, you know, it all depends on what you're selling, what you're pushing. It
0: all depends. The entire insurance market is built on fear. Fear. And and by the way, I I view insurance as as necessary. Absolutely. I I do. I'm not – you can't take things to anarchy. No, without insurance, there'd be anarchy. Right, right. But I'm saying they may sell five policies to someone as opposed to where three definitely sufficed Yeah, because they say, but what if – (laughs) <laughs> what if this happens and you're like, you know, I never thought about jumping off the roof of uh X yeah. Tower in this city in that yeah. part of the world, but I might do that. Yeah. Oh my God, let's get coverage. Yeah.
1: What if you're out with your friends one night and you know, you wake up and go, Oh, I never thought about that. Who's gonna take care of your kids? The minute they bring up your kids, all bets are off. Who's gonna take care of my uh, my wife will be all right? But my kids <laughs> Who's gonna take care of them?
0: So true, man. Yeah all bets are off with kids kids yep and that's
1: what they do they put it all on your kids who's gonna take care of your kids whoa i never thought about that.
0: that's what they do in politics what are the next generations gonna have they all love that what country this is for the
1: next generation
0: what country do you want your kids to grow up that's like
1: the global warming what about the next generation you know their kids their kids guess what the odds are we're smashing this world right now you know what i mean what do you mean oh, my God, pollution. We are just <laughs> ruining this world. <laughs> we are doing everything we can to just make sure there is no, you know what I mean, for the next couple generations.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, you get the, du- the duopoly system playing everyone against each other because the loudest 10% on both sides is who gets the volume online and who gets the volume in the room. Yep. Like, I, what made me sick to my stomach was watching the, the RNC and DNC over the summer because you just listened to it and I think they were two weeks in a row yeah. so it was like you back had, to back yeah you had four days of each and I could I could handle 15-20 minutes a night I I am not gonna lie and say I sat there and watched all this oh I couldn't God, do they it they
1: push it to the, such an extreme but
0: dude they're, they're just saying opposite ends of the same sale yeah it's not about what are we gonna do it's about the world will not the sun will not come up tomorrow if so and so is and it's Trust me, I think the sun comes up a little less pretty much with all of them. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong, but that's the yeah. cynic in me. At the end of the day, there's no selling like, here's what we're going to do. They they close sales with the happiness and say, jobs, freedom, and and yeah. your next generation. But there's no substance. They love
1: to talk shit on the other opponent. Yes. And guess what? Behind the doors, they're high five and They're all friends. Mm-hmm. It's all about the win for mm-hmm. them. And people think, oh, who's ever present is going to affect me? Unless you're a Fortune 500 guy, you're a CEO, who's ever president doesn't affect you. It's more of your senator, maybe, your governor. And if you're going to wake up every morning and you think that who's ever president and you're going to allow that to affect you, there's a problem. Like, if you wake up and say, oh my God, Donald Trump's a president for 20 more days. How do I live <laughs> with myself? What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what he's... I mean? What? How
1: does that affect... Like, I understand you don't like him, but go. you know... What, what does... What is him being the president? You allowing him to ruin your day? Yeah, that's what really bothers me about. You know, I don't about- know
0: why people were surprised about it though, because frankly, I would say since Clinton, every president the opposite side and don't get me wrong, it was definitely more pronounced, especially given social media with Trump than anyone. But the opposite side treated every single day like a crisis. Yeah, while they were in office, and by the way, you know minus some social mistakes that have aged terribly with like bill clinton he was a very effective president but if you listen to the republicans for eight years they thought he was hitler Yeah. right and now i will get a lot of republicans like forget the fact that he's obviously like kind of not a good guy yeah just look at the things he did again minus things like the crime bill and some of those disasters you look at just some of the general day-to-day business shit there are a lot of Republicans I'll talk to now who'll be like, yeah, you know, Clinton... You know, Clinton
1: did good by the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like a really effective... They'll, they'll say... They'll often say he was a very effective president. And back then, they're like, literally, it's Nazi Germany. <laughs> like, like we're we're all done. <laughs> well, I'm moving. Yeah, but I don't know why the Trump... Like, the entire MAGA train was so shocked at all the stuff coming at Trump. And don't get me wrong, it was it was way over the top, and I think the media is disgusting but i mean not that the right wing controls the media like the left wing at all but did you see the eight years of obama and the things they said about him
1: they ripped him
0: i mean he wasn't an american
1: he wasn't His born a liar yeah <laughs> he wants each to go blow side. up churches yeah, every, they literally were like oh he supports bill Ayers." like the, it's like it's just like you've been saying it's the 10 percent on each side yeah. that have just lost their shit yeah and then 80%, it said 80%. just yeah, whatever. Yeah.
0: And the same people who feed off that are the ones controlling, and I say that literally, controlling this whole pandemic. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's the other thing. These people are marketers. Nobody better. Nobody better. Yeah. They they, I heard this, and I don't know if this is online. I've never checked it. But I heard that Chuck Schumer, I think it was who's been in office now for, what, like 40 years? Something like that.
1: Yeah, I love that. You could be in the Senate for, like, 60 years.
0: No, I'm very entertained by Chuck Schumer. I yeah. I, I, really forget, like, his politics and everything. I enjoy watching that guy talk. I just think it's hilarious. But he teaches a class. Someone fact-check me on this. He teaches a class for incoming Democratic senators and House members, and I believe they said there's one on the right side. I just don't know who, did, yeah. who does it. I know Schumer was doing it on the left where when they come into Washington for the first time, he teaches them about marketing and attention. So one of the things Chuck Schumer does, this is going to change your life when you go see this, because now you're going to be looking for it. Oh, yeah. He said, congratulations. Sunday is now no longer a weekend day. I don't give a fuck if you take Friday or whatever. Sunday is a work day. And people are like, what do you mean? And not enough people listen to him, but he practices this his entire career or has practiced it. He said, every Sunday morning... Pick a spot in your jurisdiction and host a press conference. I don't care if you're hosting a press conference about the color of the sidewalk. Host a press conference because guess what's going to happen? Monday morning when the news comes on, who are they covering? They're covering you the day before and you're out there talking about something and now you have yeah. attention. And he does it.
1: It's all being two steps ahead. you got to be two steps ahead. They two are. Two steps ahead. And they are. They Because you know why? They control it. They control what's out there. They control how it gets
0: out there. And that's it. I mean, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, even the guy... Who's the who's the head of the House for the Republicans? Kevin, whatever the fuck his name is? I thought it was Mitch McConnell, but I could be wrong. No, Mitch McConnell's the head of Senate. Senate who's okay. the head of the House? Kevin... He looks like a stereotype dad from every movie who says something stupid. Yeah, I know. I know. I've, I've seen him a million times. Even like, he, and I gotta check this, I think he's even been in there now for like 12 years or something.
1: Remember the... What was it? Bobby... The Kennedy that just was in there for like forty seven years. Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Th- that's that's the thing. You don't stay there for a long time and gain power more and more every year you're there without being really fucking smart. Like yes. politically savvy and marketing savvy. Say what you want about and you wanna throw Yeah, you yeah. want to call all these people evil. I'm cool with that. I think a lot of them are. But they know what they're doing.
1: No question. And they come out. Ten times stronger, ten times richer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, like, Joe Biden, they were they were hitting him on some of that, and then and they were running the stats, and he was, like, the 89th poorest senator at all yeah. times. <laughs> he wasn't poor, but it's, like, yeah, that's how much money some of these people, people get wait, out of this as shit. As soon as they leave, money just starts coming through every direction it's just like yeah yeah, they get the book deals they go they they speaking
1: engagement two million dollars yeah
0: check hillary clinton going (laughs) to goldman this will age well (laughs) i'll go talk to a bunch of bankers and tell them i'm not gonna regulate them yeah that's what that's what my party's gonna want to hear it's like they just i wonder if they just have like this day where they cross over the abyss and suddenly they just become this individual, and they don't know that they're this individual. They Don't even recognize
1: himself in the mirror, right? You think that happens? Yeah, because guess what? They're not really saying what they want to say. They're saying whatever their DNC wants to say. They aren't, you know what I mean? You are just a puppet. You don't, the, you don't get to say I want to be president. They say you're going to be. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like the powers that be really say who's going to be.
0: Do the president. Do you think that's how they do it? Absolutely. Do think, yeah, yeah. But let's let's big take money this, talks. Let's take this a step farther. Okay. Do you think, Anthony? That there's like a guy who comes and knocks on your door, walks in and says,
1: "I don't know if it's the same guy." You're going to or... do this? Oh yeah. This so and so say this is what we wanted you to say. Here's your speech. Here's what's going to happen.
2: Absolutely.
0: You're going to run for office? Yeah. Oh sir. yeah.
1: We're put. How do you think people just start running for office? They you know they find somebody. Hey, we like him. Let's put him in the slot. I could see him being something big in
0: twenty years. Sure. I wonder what they got on Sanders. Because he's gotten ass fucked.
1: Every year. Every
0: time he tries to win, he gets blasted. And he's always in the lead. And next thing you know, fourth. And yet, who is the number? And he's not even in the Democratic Party. I think he's still literally an, an, an independent. Who is the number one stumper out there for them after that happens? Bernie Sanders. Yep. Like, he, he's out there fighting for him. And I'm just like, what do they have on him? Because, like, you, they, they you believe him. Them. You believe him. When, when when he talks, like, think what you want of him politically. Yeah. You're like, that guy really believes what he's saying. And then you see him come stump for these people after that happens. You're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, exactly.
1: And you pay me back with nonstop ass rape. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's three. It's three, yeah. So A- Anthony is probably... The biggest fan of The Sopranos I know, and that's saying something, because my whole crew in college, we would have The Sopranos playing in the background as our elevator music in the house at all times. Yeah. Our, our our house sign was a rendering of The Sopranos. And so I always thought, oh, the biggest fans of this show have to be in here because we were all from Jersey and we'd all grown up watching it. But this dude.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen it like 22 times. <laughs>
0: I think that's a low estimate, pal.
1: No, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure that's... It's pretty, you've got to remember it's 86
0: hours. It's 86 hours. Yeah.
1: So, that's... A, and that... and that, that You pay me back with non-stop ass was already... Remember when they found out that they were stealing his Amex?
0: Oh, yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's such a timeless show. Yeah. And not talk
1: about who stole the jacket from... The-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was the first. Oh, the first. That laid the groundwork. Yeah, for everybody. For Breaking Bad... Uh, you want to name it, that basically cemented TV to what it is today and
0: basically put the movie business out of business. Have you like read up on the history of how the show came together and everything, I assume? Yeah. I feel like you would know all this yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's funny is none of the people, like the cast, thought it was going to be anything. Yeah. They thought it was about a musical. They thought it was... <laughs> they were like, what yeah. the musical? I heard that. And, oh. you know, when they shot the pilot, um, Robert Elaire who played Anthony Jr., thought like you know this is going to be big and then Tony Sarika said not nah, kid 9 <laughs> times out of 10 I've been is, on here yeah. a few times yeah, I've been, I've done this he goes not nah, kid 9 times out of 10 the pilot don't get pissed the pilot
0: which is true yeah still true today absolutely but they they were so obsessed with a vision and they at the dawn of HBO which went around the FCC and could could go there Yep. Yeah. Because with content, with no how, commercials. Yeah,
1: because how they presented it to the viewer. Yeah, it was it was a first of many different things, and it, everybody piggybacked on them.
0: They nailed it too.
1: Oh my gosh, the acting was you know second to none.
0: Not even just that though, like they, it's real. It's real, yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. It's you know it's great. I don't even know what to say about it.
0: Where where I lived, I lived in the middle of like. All where they shot. So I yeah. used to drive by the house all the time. Love it.
1: I've been dying to go. When when I'll I went up yeah. When I went to Sopranos Con, we were going
0: to go. Wait, wait, wait. you went to Sopranos Con? Yeah. What is that?
1: All right. So 2019 was the first one. They were going to have another one this year, but they had a virtual one. Not It was the same. when they had the whole cast come, and you could meet the cast. There was different levels that you could get. Like we got the VIP level. So we got to go to the Bada Bing and hang out with the cast <laughs> and then go to the after party with the cast and hang out and go up different passes. And where was this?
0: See caucus. So, wait, wait, wait. So you went to Satin Dolls? Yes. Like the actual? The actual Satin Dolls. So Bada Bing, which is the strip club in the show, yes, is really called Satin Dolls and it's off of Route 80 where Route 17 is, is up in Lodi. Yeah. We used to pass it all the time guys i worked with went there back in the day all the time yeah. is that didn't that just get shut down though
1: well it was there a year ago when I was?
0: There? yeah and so. i think it just got shut down because the guy it definitely who runs looked it.
1: like it was struggling a little bit
0: well the guy who runs it is you know okay he's, affili- he's affiliated yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was that was going for a while but they they had an nc caucus and you went with the cast to the bing afterwards
1: yes the cast went and then
0: how many if- people went
1: well, there was it all depended on what you got. So if you got like a regular ticket, you got two day pass. But if you got a VIP ticket, you got to go and hang out with the cast there and then you got to go to another after party at Rick's cabaret with the cast.
0: Wait, where's Rick's cabaret?
1: New York City. So you hopped on a bus with them and went to Rick's cabaret.
0: Where in New York City is that? It?
1: It's basically Manhattan. I would say it's definitely Yeah, but
0: like what part? I never heard of that.
1: Actually. It's where Howard Stern goes. Remember he's always you know, it's like a it's definitely Manhattan. Like a nice area. Uh, I wouldn't. You'd have to check where it is, but it's definitely in a nice area. It's where Howard Howard Stern goes.
0: Got it. And did you like chill with the cast?
1: Not really. You got to meet them, talk to them, but uh, a few you got to hang out with, but they really kept you away.
0: So who went of the cast? Who went to the strip club?
1: Not many. Not, not many of them went. A few of them went. They all. It was mostly handled before they went. They they've been they were doing it for like eight hours, so a lot of them were tired. But they went and showed their face and left.
0: Like the whole cast was there. And what were they? Was it like Comic Con where they're sitting up on a stage yes, and just it was talking? Comic
1: Con for Sopranos.
0: Yes. The, and they were just talking the Kong whole time stage, for eight hours. And
1: then you could, and then they each had like a little booth like this, and you could walk up and hang out with them.
0: That's kind of cool. How many people went to that?
1: A lot. There was a lot. But then there was different passes for different levels. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. There was, like, when they were going to find places to shoot. They were so obsessed with getting the actual feel. So they had the set for the indoors in Long Island City.
1: Yeah, Silver Cup.
0: Yeah. And you went there too, I thought, right?
1: No, we didn't. Not go for there, that, but but you... I've been to like um Satrials, stuff like that. I've been to a few different oh, okay.
0: places. And is they knocked down. Yeah, it's it's, no it's really there. called
1: Centrillis or something like that. Was yeah, it, it was really it was called,
0: it. called Sen, sen centilis, Something to say, Yeah. And or Centanis. That's yeah, it. I think Carney. Yeah. Um but they knocked that down. But when, when they were going to do this, they wanted everything to be in the actual neighborhoods, to be in Essex County, to be where these guys yes, would be. They only and, shot in New Jersey. And they were, yeah, dude, they were anal
1: about it. Absolutely. They only shot in New Jersey, and they said that actually helped with the feel for the characters. Yeah.
0: So when I moved there, because I'd always been a South Jersey guy, and when I went up there after college, one of my buddies... I told me he's like you know we're big fans of the sopranos there's like a map you can probably learn landmarks that way and lo and behold you go online there is a map called i don't know if it's still there but it was literally called like sopranos map yeah and i remember looking at it like well this isn't gonna do anything because you hit it and there's just red lights all over north jersey because it was everywhere they filmed in the show yeah and like you couldn't go anywhere without there being somewhere they were
1: yeah they were everywhere
0: yeah, I I I lived right next to for a while the the George Washington slept here house. <laughs> Could see it from my porch. I was fucking dying when I saw that. But they, what was the one? Oh yeah, the the Gloria Trillo car dealership. Yeah, the Mercedes. Yeah, that's actually like a huge Mercedes dealership. Yeah, I would pass it all the time. They used the actual one. locations. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Is is insane? That show though. I don't know that you can ever top it. And how much of it do you think is because it was the first versus it's just perfect and you can't top it?
1: I think that all comes together, that it was the first. That it is such a good, you know, to be called an 86-hour movie, the way they filmed it, the way they put it together, that's tough to do. The way he built it like that to be an eighty-six hour movie, not just episode by episode, where some series you can come in and, in season three and no, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. If you didn't start it from the beginning, you have
0: no idea. And Jim Gandolfini was unbelievable. I mean, that's like because he also wasn't at all like that in real life. As the far as guy, as far as like mannerisms and how he talks, he didn't talk with a North Jersey accent, no. even though he's from North Jersey. He didn't have that growl he didn't have that he was such a laid back guy and he just
1: embodied that role they said it would take such a toll on him being ruthless like that that he would miss days. and then the days he missed he would make up by buying you a gift like he bought like the whole cast like a Rolex watch one day gave out cash like he was a really good guy
0: yeah that's It's still crazy to me. And then his son's
1: going to play him, which is even cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's that new one called? The Many Saints of Newark. It's March 12th, I think it comes out. But it's going to be on HBO Max. It's not going to be in the theaters.
0: I kind of like that. It, I mean, they're adjusting. It's oh, smart. They have to, yeah. Yeah. And what, that's going to take place in what? The 60s and 70s? Yeah, like during the Newark riots. So his son is playing a young Tony. Young Tony, yeah. So James but, Gandolfini's son in real life.
1: His real son is playing him.
0: Wow. Well. And then it's all about like Uncle Junior and his dad. I hope that's going to be great.
1: Well, it's David Chase and yeah. all the same producer, same writers, so it should be on. I hate to say on par, but I hope. I have faith, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's
0: them doing it. But I hope it's going to be great, just because it's like you pitch in a perfect game and say, "No, let's do an extra inning." You, you got to be careful with let's that. Let's go to the tenth. Yeah, and you all and look, you also don't have Jim, and leading. he, yeah, you don't have Edie. Really yeah, awesome. yeah, you, you don't have her either. She was she was incredible. Yeah. But they the problem with it was a lot of those guys got typecasted for the rest of their career. Yeah. And like great actors, Mike Imperioli played Chris who's unbelievable and like a true actor. Yeah, really love this craft. He can't get no. many roles. None of them can. And he's like kind of accepted it, but thank God they made
1: they're making so much money oh, you know yeah. or else they would really would really be sad like Seinfeld it was almost like Seinfeld where George Costanza George Costanza yeah that's it
0: that's he it. never got I'm, has he even has Jason Alexander been in anything
1: he was in that movie um Shallow Hal, Once a Gal, whatever that was remember <laughs> remember
0: that he was pretty good in that uh Jack Black
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie
0: was that Gwyneth Paltron? yeah way? it
1: was a great movie yeah. funny as hell
0: yeah that's a throwback yeah. but Seinfeld they're making literally billions of dollars yeah in the after effects you or whatever it's called it. yeah. yeah so getting syndicated on Fox and all these shows or all these channels I forget how many countries they're in and how many different languages Seinfeld's what's in. Like, South like Park's a- setup though or not South Park what's the Sopranos setup though
1: well, Sopranos is huge in, like, Australia. It's huge in Europe, huge in England. Like, they're all over the place, too.
0: But do they get paid anywhere near what Seinfeld does? And the reason I ask is because they're not mainstream cable. They they were... HBO. Yeah. Remember they were on A&E for a little bit, so... I do, yeah. Yeah. So That's where I for When I was a kid... That's where you saw it? I saw the end of the show, I think, when I was on HBO. I was young. I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm and then immediately after the show was done, it would play on A&E. Yeah. And so I saw it when I was maybe like 13 years old, and then I watched the whole thing, and I was like, holy shit. It's awesome. Oh, my God. The music,
1: I love the music more now than ever that they have in it.
0: Yeah. The, Led Zeppelin. The The music's perfect.
1: Yeah. Every, everything about it, they, they didn't miss one single beat. They didn't miss anything. You know, that, that's what made it perfect.
0: Well, have you ever watched The Wire? Yeah, I like The Wire, but it wasn't really for me that much. The reason I uh, ask—okay, that's fair. The reason I ask is because I do wonder, because that was HBO as well, and that started three years after The Sopranos started. A lot of people will say, and I've entertained it too, because I was blown away by that show. A lot of people say that if The Wire had happened first, Mm. it would be The Wire is the greatest of all time. And Sopranos would be where the wire is right now.
1: My opinion? Yeah. I th- no. Yeah. It, it didn't reach as many people, in my oh, opinion. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. It, no it, doubt. You know, I remember my, everybody's parents would watch it and send their kids out of the room. Yeah. It was, everybody watched it. It was, everybody talked about it on the job sites. Everybody talked about it everywhere. Even the family it was based off of. They, the, the FBI concept. has mm-hmm. film of uh, filming like stuff of them talking. Oh, they're basing that
0: guy off of me. Mm-hmm. That that's me. Oh, that that that's me. Like it, it was everywhere. They are living up there and and knowing some people who grew up in those circles and it's in North Jersey. If you have an Italian last name you know who all these people are because they're leeches man like they come in they take their cut they if they say it's hey we want a piece of this that's what they do so people are, i was very surprised at how big it still was that was shocking and yeah. it's it's huge up there but to a man people would be like yeah th- this is like a documentary this is exactly what it this is what these people and i then i would get the stories like the actual stories from people of like, oh, when this guy did this to me two years ago or whatever. And they would then explain, remember this that happened in the show? It's just like that. And I'd be like, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: They definitely used a lot of real life stuff, which is cool.
0: Yeah. My my uncle, fake uncle, but he he lives up in Fairfield. Okay. And he missed his calling as an actor. <laughs> the most enter- he, The funniest human being I've ever seen in my life. Not at all in any way, shape or form anywhere near the mafia. But if you weren't from North Jersey and just heard him and met him no. once, you'd be certain he's the boss oh, of the whole connected. goddamn thing. <laughs> oh yeah. And so his wife was pregnant with their third kid back in I guess like two thousand five. And he, he's out at work because he, he ran it he ran a company right in town. So he's literally around the corner. Yeah. She gets a knock on the door. And she answers the door, and it's three producers from The Sopranos. Wow. And they say, we really want to use the exterior of this house, and then we'll rebuild the interior at Silver Cup. But we want to use the exterior for Chris Moltisanti's house for the last two seasons there. And she looked at him. She was about seven months pregnant, and she said, guys, I need you to leave— Right now, because if my husband comes home at any point, <laughs> he is going to say yes right away, and I'm about to pop out a kid, and I can't do this. You guys at my house, so every day. They're, they're like, "I'm sorry." She's like, "No, no, I'm sorry, but if it were another time, maybe, but please leave." <laughs> so they leave, and she tells her husband about it. He whips it home. Where are they? We get them back here right now. <laughs> so when you see him in in season seven when he's ripping up his front lawn, Paulie tears his lawn up. That is literally. What my uncle's house looks like. Wow. Like the same thing, and they got it one town over. Yeah. Perfect. He blew it. Blew it. Could have been she blew house. it for him. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, crap. Nick, have he got any cash from that? Like any kind of... Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And that was another thing. Like, they were going to pay. Yeah.
0: You know, it wasn't like two bucks either. Like, you you were getting cash from talking, it. You're talking credits, money, coming in forever. Yeah. yeah. But he, if they had done that, and then met him, the proprietor of the house... Yeah. He would have, have 1,000... No. little cameo. No. <laughs> he would have been casted. Oh, my God. They crazy. would have said, we're writing in a role. Something. He's that... He is that entertaining of a guy. And I used to watch... After I knew him, I would watch guys on the show, and I'm like, he's so much better. So much more <laughs> But can more he do it
1: with the lights, camera, action? I've seen him do it with cameras. All right,
0: yeah. Man. It's it's unreal.
1: They did that for Janice. You know, she was when she got on that bus after they killed... Her husband after she killed her, her fiance, husband. She was done. That was it. But she was so good they brought her back. Really? And then she know that. shot Richie. That was it. They R. put her on P. the bus Richie yeah. April. He's <laughs> gone. She was done too. But she was so good they brought her back.
0: What was her name? That was that's Dennis. John Totoro's sister. Ada Totoro. Yes. Yeah. She was incredible, man. And did you know Oh, you know why they did that? Because the mom died in real life, and they needed, they needed to replace a woman. that yes, figure.
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, did you know John Turturro played James Gandolfini in The Night of? James Gandolfini started filming The Night of, the show on HBO. It was about the, the cab driver who, in his cab, uh, somehow something I forget what happened, but it was a really good show. They filmed started filming it with Gandolfini, but he died, and then John
0: Turturro had to take over and they had to film it all over again wait a second so oh so they weren't that far into it no yeah. okay but then it just happened to be john who did it
1: yeah the night it's it's a really big show in HBO. it's called the night of
0: i never saw that yeah, it's really good watch it he he actually did a movie that was excellent i mean it's like kind of a chick flick but he did it with julia richard dreyfus yeah, Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, from or, yeah Louis Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but I guess it was his last movie because it came out after he died, and it was so sad to watch because he played literally the polar opposite of Tony Soprano, in that, yeah. and he was excellent. He uh, just had that range, the drop. He, he's good in that. That was it. The the other one. And my, with my cousin hates yeah. it
1: because they make him look like a loser. So he won't even watch it. Al? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hates it because he's not, like, a good guy. Like, he's a, you know.
0: <laughs> he managed to not totally be typecasted after that. No. He's the one that kind of got above it. He Killing was shoot- him softly. Yeah. He was great in that. He was shooting. And that was where he was close as far yeah. as the type of role. But... Yeah. He was shooting movies while he was doing The Sopranos. What was the one he did? The Mexican, with Brad Pitt and was it Julia Roberts? I'm not
1: sure, but I know w- how he got the roles of Sopranos. Was they loved him in uh, the movie with uh, my God? Why am I? Why am I forgetting. It's he. he oh, sorry, it's the movie where it's a mob movie with. Uh, Harvey Keitel plays the guy
0: with the dreads. Mm, I don't know this. Pre- <sighs> A mob movie with Harvey Keitel. I don't know it. It's well. awesome. Yeah, that's gonna bother me. Yeah, Google it real quick. All right, let's let's Google that. And what was that like? Right before this, right
1: before, and they saw him and they told Edie Falco, "This is who you're gonna be with." Check out this scene.
0: That's interesting. Sometimes, and, and it's funny, like you ask people the greatest show of all time mm-hmm. they say sopranos you ask people the greatest movie of all time it's gary oldman sorry not harvey could tell. gary oldman oh got it so you can you know, cut, the, that, cut this eventually no no we'll, we'll just leave that it's all cool right. but they like a lot of people will say the godfather is the best movie of all time and they're both mob related different but mob yeah. related and it's funny how the stories came together similarly because The Godfather was a disaster while they were filming it. It had all these problems. Money. Oh, yeah. The studio yeah. didn't want Al Pacino. Francis Ford Coppola said, nope, it has to... Like, he was... He threw a catatonic fit.
1: They wanted it to be the other guy, Sonny. Whoever played... I forget who played Sonny.
0: They wanted... They wanted Jimmy Conn yeah. in there, but then they liked Jimmy Conn as Sonny, and so they wanted... Robert Redford, or yeah, Robert Redford. That was it. It was Robert Redford. Martin Sheen, yeah. as Michael. Like, could you imagine the Sicilian Michael who takes this whole arc? And it's fucking no offense. Martin Sheen's a great actor, but Martin Sheen playing him doesn't make sense. They have film of these guys trying out for the role. Yeah, it's
1: terrible. Yeah, couldn't you couldn't be you couldn't see, and that's that's why he wanted Pacino so
0: bad. All right, there was. 8mm, is that it? No. Gary Oldman. Night Falls on Manhattan. Midnight at the Garden of Good and Evil. Now, if you search Gary Oldman and James Gandolfini, it'll come up. All right. I'm doing it. James Gandolfini and Gary Oldman. I never heard that before. True romance. True romance. Duh. Gandolfini was awesome in it. I've never seen that 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 does make sense cuz whenever someone brings it up like true romance I'm like oh that's one I haven't seen. Yeah, watch so, it. So Gary Oldman has dreadlocks. In he's that?
1: dreadlocks and he's like a and he's just yeah, yeah, it's so hard to explain what he is. He's like a white guy but he's I can't explain he's a white guy with dreads.
0: So he dropped the British accent.
1: Yes, he has a
0: hardcore like gangster accent. Gary Oldman is low key one of the best actors you'll ever see.
1: Oh my god, him and Denzel were so good together. Wait, what? Yeah, the movie. Remember, it's Mila Kunis is in it. Uh,
0: Denzel Washington, Mila Kunis, and Gary Oldman were in a movie. Remember, they played
1: a futuristic movie, and Gary Oldman's blind, and uh, Denzel's blind with the book. They went the Bible. Oh, the Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Yeah, that's Gary Oldman.
0: Holy shit! It is. Yeah. Wow, it's been a long time. That, was that was movie up. feels like it came out yesterday, but my god. Ten it didn't. years ago probably. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. That was a solid movie. Yeah, really good movie. But he he was everything from the lead cop in Batman where he was terrific to Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. That was a good movie. To Sirius black yeah. in, in Harry Potter with the fucking long hair and shit. I gotta see this true romance. I'm sure that's phenomenal. Yeah. He's got range, man.
1: He does. He's one of my
0: favorite. Yeah. The other thing I should mention here is that The Sopranos had a huge comeback with COVID because people were home, and so maybe Gen Zers and younger millennials who never watched it now had things to do. They're like, oh, I'll try this out. It's huge with 20-year-olds. Huge. Absolutely.
1: And I listened to the Talking Soprano podcast, and they talk about that, how it made a total
0: comeback. How is that podcast?
1: It's pretty good. It started off slow, but it's pretty good.
0: And that is Sharipa and Imperioli. Yeah, and they bring on someone new like every episode. Well, who do they like? Someone from the cast?
1: Cast production. David Chase. Uh, everybody, everybody. It's f- everything.
0: Are they just going episode by episode? Yeah, eighty-six episodes. Yes. So they're going to do an eighty-six episode podcast. Yep, and they're only like thirty something now. <laughs> that's genius. Yeah, that's and that's such a good way to reach the audience and people. People love that behind the scenes, man.
1: Here, yeah, it's really and that's what hooks people in to hear that stuff that you didn't know about.
0: What was what's some of the craziest shit they talked about?
1: The they partied. I didn't I, I didn't know how hard they partied. Yeah. I didn't have any they would party all night and go shoot the next yeah. morning.
0: I had no idea. You go to a lot of places in New York that are the last places you would think. Yeah. And there's a picture of them in there. Dive. Yeah. Not sober.
1: Yeah. And um they said David Chase would make you act out, like, three different times and make you feel so little, they said, oh, my God, he hated me. They they all would say that. Oh, my God, I thought David Chase hated me. Next thing you know, he wants me for the role.
0: He was... He's such an interesting guy because he has no personality and very little people skills. Just from, like, what people say. I've never really seen it, and I obviously don't know him, but... He had such a vision for it and was so OCD to the vision that as it started coming together, everyone there saw how great it was and then they were just willing to deal with that. Like, all right, this guy, you know, he's playing He's playing chess.
1: They talk about that no one was allowed to go off the script, not one word. Nothing. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I like that.
0: Nothing. But he was like really, he was really strict with... Regular things that he hated about TV. This is why he changed TV. Th- yes. This is what I want your thoughts on. He hated how on TV they would do things for budget. So the most obvious example is TV would use its own film score. And when things would be getting dramatic, you'd hear the little piano A come composer. Yeah, <laughs> your own composer in and, and which, cheap out, which he ruined that. I can't watch TV shows that do that. I borderline can't watch them terrible. because of him. And so he put in, he had the biggest music spend of all time and never been done before he he
1: spent like a hundred million on music
0: oh yeah plus he had all the best music on there and Mm -hmm. he made it a part of the show using original songs that are all the classics and it was a part of the theme but he also hated the production stuff that you and i don't think about yeah so he didn't like walk and talks when you're watching tv shows and you see two characters walking like down a hallway and talking and it'll be a perfect scene where they start on one end of the hallway and they finish on the other end. As the viewer, you don't notice that they're finishing on the other end and that that's not realistic. That's not how it goes. Exactly. But David Chase noticed that and said we're not going to do it.
1: Plus you got to you got to add in footsteps. You got to you know you got to record the voices after because there's so much echoing in the hallways.
0: Yeah. It was fake. And yep. he didn't, he wanted it to be as authentic as possible. He also hated anything from behind. He you never, never
1: see that yeah.
0: never wanted to see the back of a head yeah, why what's the point of that i think i saw a quote I, i'm not sure if i'm remembering this right but he was saying the biggest thing and the biggest asset an actor has for you to feel something as a viewer along these lines is you can see their expressions and how they're how they're reacting to things and he said when you see a back of a head you don't see any you,
1: of that. you could figure out the scene without even hearing it with that
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that was his point. And then his writers and his staff were always, they had that love hate relationship where yeah. they're like this fucking guy. But Terrence, or not Terrence Winter, the other one, Matthew Weiner, went out and wrote Mad Men immediately after. He wrote a
1: lot of different big things.
0: Oh, yeah. And Mad Men immediately became one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah. And so one of the things he did there as a little fuck you to David Chase, his old boss, was he made the logo of Mad Men the back of Don Draper's head. Yeah. It was hilarious. But that's just because, like, David Chase would be anal about that stuff, and and he would never... He wouldn't bend.
1: No, not not an inch for anybody. I love the... Like, back to the music, the Led Zeppelin. they, They said, like, Led Zeppelin wouldn't let anybody have their music, but the Sopranos were so big. They said, when you went to buy a song... It would take three weeks. They said for them it would take three hours to get that song approved by the band.
0: Wow. And it helped. Look, it helped not just because it landed as a perfect casting, Mm -hmm. but also because of the connections it gave. It was a huge help having little Steven on the show Yeah, because he was so connected across the industry. He knew all these guys. He could go to them and say – can you do me a favor?
1: Yeah, yeah, help me out. And did you know that Artie Bucco and Moltisanti were friends? They lived together off-camera, like, before they, they were real, They were buddies. They went to school together. Everything. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. And they all became, like, such a family through yeah. the show. The best shows do that. Yeah, you have to. You're, it's
1: just like work. Everyone, really, Yeah. It's almost your second, and it really is your second family.
0: And you're seeing people vulnerable all the time. It's acting as such this... Got You got to dig deep. Yeah, they just nailed it. It's it's it it ages better and better every year. I'm. I'm it's like a fine wine. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: does, it doesn't it doesn't get old, which makes a good TV show. I could watch the same episode three times in a row and love it just as much.
0: I'm going on four years without having watched it, which wow. is the long by far the longest I've ever gone, and I'm so excited about. it. I'm gonna see how long I can go, because when I go to watch it again. It's gonna be unbelievable. I've gone two years without watching The Godfather. I'm doing this on purpose. I need to yeah. I need to appreciate the art again.
1: Well, you know what's funny, each time it gets a little bit better and you learn something new. Like, like you'll see something, no, I didn't notice that last time. Ooh, I didn't notice this. Yeah. And that's what I like about it.
0: Yeah. Like all the little details they had were hysterical, weather Pete. be Paulie's, Paulie's what's it called? The the car horn. like you you can't make this stuff up and you know they sat up in the writer's room for three hours on that one thing yeah going what's his what is his car horn gonna sound like
1: they also say whenever he had a scene with somebody he would get together with them and say
0: you look at me i look at you they said he always had to get his mug on the screen (laughs) that's not what happened listen (laughs) listen You look at me. You understand. Yeah. You look at me. And then you look back at him. <laughs> Don't you fuck with me? You look back at me. <laughs> a
1: lot of them were poor. Do you know yeah. he was living with his mother in an apartment, Tony Cerrico, before he got this role. Um, he was in Corrado some movies. Though. Was living in a studio apartment before this happened. Yeah, but he wasn't like comp-
0: wait Uncle June
1: was living in a studio apartment before he got the Sopranos role.
0: A studio. Dominic Chianese. Great. Fucking amazing act. He
1: sung at Sopranos Con. Sung for like twenty minutes.
0: He can still sing? Yeah.
1: He looked like he was in better shape than Tony. Tony's figure looked really bad. It was sad how bad he looked. He had to leave. Like he
0: was in such a bad shape. Yikes. He definitely You're such a tough guy, yeah, too. Exactly. And he was a real he was a real mobster back yeah. in the day when he was a kid. I love when he killed Day old
1: his his well, his fake mom's friend <laughs> oh, yeah. and robbed her. <laughs> what was her name? Um Aunt, uh, it was like Mill or Mel. Ma- I forget her name. Aunt <laughs> Millie. Yeah, Millie. Because when I was a little kid, you guys were old. Now I'm old and you're still old. <laughs> <laughs> he choked her with a pillow. He put a pillow on her face. You motherfucker.
0: <laughs> there used to be an app back in the day, early on in, in the iPhone, where it was just Uncle Polly quotes. And you yeah. could just play it and it would be terrible one-liners, but they're hysterical. Oh, he's the best. So funny. Yeah, there's
1: i I've never seen a show with so many characters that you could go days of just talking about. Oh, they were all awesome.
0: Yeah, and they and they took chances. Like they brought in Steve Sharippa who Out of nowhere. Who was Steve Sharippa was a comedian, but first he was I believe he was the security or he the, would fill the people. He would yes, get the acts. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And so he wasn't necessarily an actor. But he was a big Italian guy. Took a shot at it. They took a shot at it and just nailed it. And then they would do all these little things on set. You ever yeah. hear about that one in Pine Barrens?
1: When he comes out with a dildo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's a scene where Jim Gandolfini starts laughing his ass off at at Bobby Bacala, Steve Sharipa's character, coming into the room. And it's supposed to be keeping a straight face. And every time Bacala would come in or Sharipa would come in... They couldn't get Jim to laugh really, really hard. So he finally comes in, I don't know, the sixth or seventh time and has an 18 inch dildo yeah. that you can't see on the camera.
1: Well, because they didn't want James to see his outfit. His outfit was supposed to, was supposed to look like a, you know, like a, with the rat, with the, yeah. Yellow. Supposed and, to look like nerdy. Yeah. Like And he already saw it, so it wasn't funny anymore. So he had to figure out something to be funny.
0: Is that guy dead, by the way? The Russian?
1: No, he's not. In a scene that got cut, they, when they go to bring more money to Slava, he's sitting there at the table with part of his head missing. And he he's like, you know, from missing a part of his head. And so Slava. he can't talk. <laughs> what but, does Slava say? Oh. Crazy nothing.
0: what happened to him. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Something like that. But they say what happens. And then they all lock eyes. And Paulie and Christopher lock eyes at him. And they, they say, you can tell that he remembers, but he just can't say or even, you know what I mean? It was a scene that got But cut. it was a
0: cut scene. A cut scene. So we don't know. So you don't know.
1: But yeah, he's alive. Who took the? Who stole Poli's guard and the money? He did.
0: Uh... Yeah, what was he? An interior decorator? Yeah, his house looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest. He killed sixteen Czechoslovakians. <laughs> he killed like sixteen fucking Czechoslovakians. Really killed sixteen Chechen rebels. <laughs> oh my god.
1: He's with the Interior Ministry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was it? A universal remote? Put remote yeah. back. On table
1: before you came here you wiped your ass bare hands,
0: he said, <laughs> place remote back on docking station on docking station oops yeah. <laughs> I just love how nonchalant I love
1: when they break his I broke his windpipe what are you a doctor now? <laughs> yeah, like, you're killing the guy I think I broke his windpipe he says
0: what are you a doctor now? <laughs> but like you see all these guys and you know this happens they get in a situation like that. They think they kill a guy in this case. Normally, they actually did, but they didn't. Yeah. And they're like, find the nearest rug, <laughs> it's roll his, own, his own rug. Let's <laughs> roll him up and put him in the trunk. Yeah. Like, could you imagine driving a car a mile with a body in the trunk? Minus like just going, going down you want the turnpike. Stop at Roy Rogers. With yeah, a well, body yeah, in the trunk. Yeah, well, let's get a burger. Yeah, we'll go bury. We'll go we'll make bury a day him in the Barrens. We'll, we'll go m- to AC. We'll
1: make a day out of this. Oh,
0: my God. I can't not think about every time I drive through the Pine Barrens, I'm just like, there it is. We'll get our joints copped. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line that should have never died. No. Why do people not say that? Because he has so many. There's so many one-liners,
1: so. So yeah, but
0: like it. people don't say that. As, we'll get our joints. Yeah, calmed. talking about
1: blowjobs. Yeah, they're
0: not. We'll get our joints comped. So. It was it was it was Richie April the first time going. Oh, she comped my joint.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whose joint you comp when he gave Who's her the money? Whose joint you comp? Yeah. They wanted him to be Tony. He he uh, actually tried out. Not tried out, but oh, that wouldn't have worked. No, exactly. That yeah. wouldn't have worked. A lot of a few guys did. Um, his brother uh, Jackie April also tried out for Tony.
0: Now he what the hell is his name again? Michael Oh my God. He played grandma in the Rounders. Yeah. Right before Sopranos. Michael. That's so bad. I forget his name. Oh he's if I heard I would. he's actually a great actor. And I don't think we could ever say someone would have worked as gym now in hindsight, knowing, but yeah. he, it's like a shame that he was in the show for such a short time because he was he was a phenomenal actor. Same with Pussy. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first scene the Sopranos ever saw. He gets whacked. Mhm. And um tell me you wouldn't be hooked on that show if you oh saw that God. scene on the boat. I was so like,
1: "What is this?" David Chase used to call people and tell you you were getting killed. Well, a few of the actors got pissed off about that, so he started meeting people and telling them face to face.
0: It's like it's it's almost art meets real life.
1: It is, yeah. It's amazing. We're going to whack you. We're going to take you out.
0: Sorry. (sighs)
1: Don't forget the money you're making.
0: Uh,
1: It's not just like you're killing me off my favorite thing I'm doing. You're also cutting my pocket out from under me, so it definitely had to hurt.
2: And did you know
1: Big Pussy used to own, like, uh, bars back in the day? New Rochelle. And Moltisanti used to go there Mm -hmm. at 18.
0: He would let underage people in drinking. These Italians, they all know each other, man. They all, they they all, know, all know each other. They all are networked. Yeah. They know what's going... It's it's amazing, but they they really do. Yeah. They know who knows who. But what about the fact... What, like, what's happening right now with TV shows, period? What's happening with movies? There is stuff coming out, but there's so many restrictions on where you're allowed to shoot or what. Everything costs a lot more. It's taken a lot longer. Are we even getting quality things to come out now in 2021? You're either
1: going to get, like, indies... Which you know, some people like these. I hate them. Yeah. Or you're going to get the big time budget films that can afford it, like uh, the Marvel. You're going to get a lot of. What Marvel. about TV shows, though? Well, they're still popping the the big network. They're still popping out their favorite shows. Walking Dead still popping out shows. Um, I do know that you know, His Dark Material has more seasons coming. There's a lot of shows still popping shows up because they're everybody's getting COVID tested. Yeah, they're just making sure that you stay in the bubble.
0: You hear the Tom Cruise freak out.
1: That was great. Oh my God. No, I loved his freak out. Um, with, who's that anchor that uh, got in trouble for sexually harassing women? And he freaked out on him about like uh, vaccines and stuff.
0: No, I did not hear this.
1: Oh, it was like a few years ago. Hold on. That was amazing.
0: Oh, shit. Was this with Matt Lauer? Yeah. Like, That's maybe. the one. Oh, my God. A there's guy. a There's a name. Matt Lauer, the rape button guy. Yeah.
1: Didn't he like, promise women get him like... On Fox News or something, and then he just totally raped them.
0: So, what did he do? I, I don't know. Sexual I mean assault. He definitely. Got yeah, he literally assault. had a button underneath his. T- yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I the shouldn't left laughing, but it literally <laughs> locked the doors. <laughs> if you're the security guy who's putting that in, how much money did he tip him? You got to go to jail. You know what you're doing. Oh, I, I'd like a button that I can click below my desk with one index finger to lock the doors. Here, John. Here's five thousand. <laughs> yeah. oh, Your this... kids have a good Christmas Dude, this year. It's funny you say this. I watched this like a couple months ago. Hold on, Let me pull this up. This is like when they're going when they're going back and forth on like Ritalin. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Ritalin and um, psychiatry drugs. Hold on.
1: And Brooke Shields when she had postpartum.
0: Oh my God.
1: And he said exercise would be
0: better than her the pills she takes for postpartum all right hold on i got it up here i'm gonna put it up on this screen oh yeah because he was i forgot about god he's he's been with some women man here we go yeah matt lauer with hair yeah he's got a good kill list (laughs) here we go
2: you're gonna see a fiery tom cruise talk about his attack on brooke shields you're gonna see a fiery tom cruise ritalin for kids here's a sneak peek it's very impressive to listen to you because clearly you've done the homework and, and you know the subject. And you should. And, 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 and you <laughs> should do that also because, <laughs> because
3: just knowing people who are on Ritalin isn't enough. You should be a little bit more responsible in knowing. I'm really. not prescribing
2: Ritalin, Tom. And you I'm should be responsible about the medicine on this and network. We'll see that coming up in our next half hour. And the tone of the discussion took a turn. <laughs> he just looks I over at the camera. I've never psychiatry. Ever. Uh...
3: Before I was a Scientologist, I never agreed with psychiatry. And then when I started studying the history of psychiatry, I started realizing more and more why I didn't agree with psychiatry. And as far as the Brooke Shields thing is, look, you got to understand, I really care about Brooke Shields. He's so acting right now. Good actor. He's acting. Wonderful and talented. Yeah. Look at those eyes.
1: Look at these. He's using that uh, that famous look. I want to see
3: her do well. And I know that uh, psychiatry
2: is... It's a pseudoscience. But, t- but Tom, if she said that this particular thing helped her feel better, whether it was the antidepressant or going to a counselor or a psychiatrist, isn't that enough? Matt, you have to understand this.
3: <laughs> Here we are today. Shut the fuck up, man. I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric shocking people. <laughs> against their will. Of drugs. getting electric shock? With them not knowing the effects of these drugs. Do you Look know at the lean what forward. Adderall is? Yeah. Do you know Ritalin? Do you know now that Ritalin is a street drug? Do you understand that? The difference is this no, was no, not Matt, against Matt, her I'm will ask, though. Matt, this wasn't ma- asking <laughs> asking against I understand there's know? abuse oh, of he's big all dog of dog these no, yeah. you see, Here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I, I do. do.
2: Aren't there examples and might not Brook Shields be an example of someone who benefited? from one of those drugs all it does is mask oh the they're problem,
3: cutting this up Matt. too and if you
2: understand the yeah. history of it it masks the problem that's
3: what it does it's what they do best that's all it does you're not getting I to the what reason they cut. why. there is no oh. such thing as a chemical imbalance so postpartum <laughs> depression no to thing is a Matt, kind of all right dr. Cruz no, I did not say that. I'm just asking what you no, what would you no, call it? Abs- that Matt, that is that post. Now, now, you're talking about two different things. But that's what she went on the no, antidepressant for. But what happens? The antidepressant, all it does is mask the problem. There's ways of vitamins and through exercise and various things. I'm not saying that that isn't real. That's not what I'm saying. That's an alteration of what what I'm saying. I'm saying that drugs aren't the answer. That these these drugs are very dangerous. They're mind altering, antipsychotic drugs and there are ways of doing it without that, so that we don't end up in a brave new world. The thing that I'm saying about Brooke is that there's misinformation, okay? And she doesn't understand this is like the compelling. history of psychiatry. Yeah, she, there, she doesn't understand, in the same way that you don't understand it. Matt.
2: You just don't know. But a little bit what you're saying, Tom, is you say you want people to do well, but you want them to do well by taking the road that you approve of, as opposed to a road that may work for them.
3: No. No, I'm
2: not. Well, no. If, if anti- Depressants work for Book Shields, why you thought that okay? about that? No. I, yeah. I disagree with it.
3: And I think that there's a higher and better quality of life. And I think that promoting for me personally, see you're saying what, I can't discuss what it, I want to discuss? No, you absolutely. I know, can. But,
2: but Matt, you're going in and saying that that I can't discuss that. I'm only asking, isn't there a possibility that do, do you examine the possibility that these things do work for some people? That yes, there are abuses. And yes, maybe they've gone too Fair far question. in certain areas. Yeah. Maybe there are too many kids on Ritalin. Maybe electric shock is- Too many is, kids on Ritalin, Matt. I'm just saying, but, but aren't there Matt, examples where it Matt, works? Matt Matt. You're, you're, Matt, 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 you're glib.
3: You're, you're, you're glib. <laughs> you're glib. <laughs> if you start talking about chemical imbalance, you have Where'd to where they get that angle? Read the research papers where on how come they came from? From? up with these theories, Matt. Okay? That's what I've done. And you go and you say, where's the, where's the medical test? Where's the blood test that says how
2: much Ritalin you're supposed to get? You're, you're, it's very impressive to listen to you because clearly you've done the homework and, and you know he this. Loves e- that. E- and here comes the... And, and, yeah. and you should do that also because and just <laughs>
3: knowing people who are on Ritalin isn't enough. You should be a little <laughs> bit more responsible in knowing... I'm really not prescribing Ritalin, Tom,
2: and I'm not asking Lord, anyone Lord, else to do it. Saying, saying, I know some people who
3: seem to have been helpful. But you're saying but it's like, this is a very important issue. I, I this is couldn't a very, agree more. You know what? And you're you're here on the Today Show. Right. And. To talk about it in a way of saying, "Well, isn't it okay?" and being reasonable about it when you don't know, and I do, I think that uh, you should I be do. a little bit more responsible in knowing what it is. Think you should be more responsible with your platform. Yeah, dude,
0: you ever looked at him with Scientology? I've never, to be honest, really looked into
1: that. I, oh my god, I, I know it's like a scary thing, but I just never, no, never. You, really know, care. you never looked into the church, no. huh? I've um, Googled the founder, but that's about it. Elron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. Who was a horrible guy.
0: Yeah. Like a bad guy. I mean, he just... He was a science fiction writer.
1: Yeah, right? He Wasn't he just an author? I remember seeing that only when I Googled him, but... Yeah.
0: He he wrote, I think, only science fiction books. Maybe he ended up writing some for Scientology, too, that technically aren't that, but they basically are. And... I believe he was a wife beater, like all these like Abuser. a psycho person. Yeah. And he created this whole church and somebody told me a year or two ago to go back and watch The Leah Romani or Romany.
1: Leah yeah, yeah Leah Lea
0: Romany, Lea sorry. Yeah. I got the name wrong, but watch her sit down with Joe Rogan talking about this cuz yeah. she was in the church of Scientology yeah. for like 25 years and then left. It's shocking, man. Her and her dad battle it out about it. I don't remember. They do? Her dad's in son, son Still college. is? Yeah. I feel She might have said that in there. Yeah. I don't remember. Her and her dad don't get along now. Something, yeah. Something along and, those lines. Dude, it is the worst cult ever, and they focus when they're talking in that conversation. It might have been... It was like in the 800s or 900 number handle, somewhere in there, of Joe's episodes. Maybe it was like 909. I forget. We'll look it up, but they were talking about Tom Cruise heavy because she's in Hollywood. She's a B or C lister. He's an A lister. So it's a little different, but she was a prominent name. Oh yeah. In the church. That's what they called the church of Scientology. He was the name though. Yeah. And she said he can walk on water. So she was explaining that all of his assistants and everyone around him, cause these guys got 10 fucking people around yeah. him for everything. They're all members of the church of Scientology and they have to listen to him. He basically is, I forget the parallel she made but he's like a prophet of the church love it and it's all bullshit yeah the whole Absolutely, thing's bullshit yeah
1: bobby bakalat did a uh commercial for the scientologist no he didn't <laughs> no he didn't <laughs> come on swear so to god he talks about it in the, the, the this podcast
0: it's what does so he fun. say about it? They
1: have him do like a, they use his voice for it. And then he goes in the bathroom and says, are these fucking guys Scientologists? And the guy goes, <laughs> yeah, but I, no, but I am.
0: <laughs> oh my God. How is this not on the internet?
1: Yeah, it's on Talking Sopranos. He talks about it. So he, did Did it ever get aired? He doesn't know. It's so funny though, man. Oh, because it's
0: private. They did it.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. They pay, He
0: said they paid him very well to use his voice. No, but they paid him like two mil for it. Yeah not not really but yeah, a lot of money a lot of money yeah a lot of money it's cr- if you go on and watch some of the videos i remember i watched a couple after that and you listen to these people talk it's like a bad real estate commercial yeah you can't believe people fall for this but then you look out in society and you see what people believe just with a tweet and you're like hmm people fall for you know so many scams
1: oh yeah man. you send me 20 bucks i'll send you 100 it's crazy yeah it's
0: it's you would think today we would be so skeptical of everything, and we are. But then we're not skeptical of the most obvious things. We don't want to ask questions about stuff. We just say, oh, that's what it is. And yeah. the thing I worry about is the Church of Scientology is one thing, and I know very limited about what they teach. I just know how crazy it is and, and what they make. Pe- like when Leia Ramini was – I'm never going to get her name right. But when she was – on the rocks with the church because she said something wrong yeah she literally had to take off work for three months and go to tampa at their headquarters like a camp yeah yeah i remember that and they would question her every day i mean it's psycho shit but to take it a step farther outside of the church of scientology you also have people today who are the same people who got a fucking d in science and hated every level of it but they immediately refer to science or defer to science on anything and say, Oh, we got to trust the science. And it makes you wonder is science the new religion?
1: Yeah, what is the science? Show peer, me, yeah. yeah.
0: What is the science? Yeah. yeah. You
1: trust the science. Well, what the hell is the science?
0: And don't get me wrong. Like when I see science that's, I actually go in and read it. And when I don't go read something, I just don't give an opinion on it. But yeah. when I see all kinds of reports, peer reviewed, great source with whatever it is whatever this situation is i'm looking at yeah that's that's where it's like okay years of research has been put into it that makes sense but the whole point of science is to question what it what already has been found and to find a new answer absolutely it's the world round yeah is it flat yes no, yeah. and then people Yes, there's certain things that are laws as a result. Yeah. We know for a fact. Gravity. Yeah, we know those things exist. But then people want to say everything just based on their agenda, what they want to believe, is automatically true. And no, anyone that tries to go in and prove it wrong should not do that. That defeats the entire purpose of why the whole field exists.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's the point if you're not going to test it?
0: Yeah. And, you know, COVID doesn't exactly help with any of that. (laughs) No. How many people are out there tweeting about, listen to the science, and have no...
1: What's the science? Yeah, no, there is no science because it's so new. What is the science? I don't it changes know, I don't, every yeah, day. I don't know how they have a vaccine. Normally, to get a vaccine, it takes like years and years of testing, and
0: they put it out in less than a year. Yeah. My whole thing there is, and I was saying it on this podcast. I said it on three or four podcasts going back two, three months, where... I saw so many people who I just felt like had a lot of time on their hands who were saying, I'm not getting that fucking vaccine or yeah. whatever. And I always, I think the anti vaxxer movement has been a problem. I've paid attention to that for a long Big time. Problem. In schools? Yeah.
1: Your kid, you, you know, your kid's not vaccinated. Next thing you know, you're giving my kids measles, you know. Rebella something like that get out of here yeah your kids should not be able to go to school with my kids unless they've been vaccinated
0: i believe it was the measles it was one of them but yeah, befo- kids are
1: getting measles again
0: right before COVID happened there was a breakout yeah. in the midwest
1: they're saying vaccines cause autism i was like what
0: well look so that's a whole dangerous very dangerous line, line of thought cross. yeah let's go to that for a second and here's the thing i did hear about as an example one family, someone was telling me this like three months ago. One family, they now have eight children and six of them have autism. And that could be a total genetic correlation. You don't know. Absolutely. There is also the question that did we just not know how to diagnose all forms of autism 50 years ago, which is another great possible explanation. However, let's play devil's advocate. and Let's say that some of these anti-vax people who particularly that's their argument. Let's say that they have they're right about some of that. And some of the vaxes do cause autism. Number one, I feel terrible for them Absolutely. in that case. That's, that's horrible. and that's scary. If it were me and it were my kid, it would be devastating. Number two. Your child's life changed for the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah. Number two, of course I'm going to be biased as a result of that. It's like.
1: It's affected you personally. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I don't blame them. But the problem is then, and you don't even have all the data to support it, then you come out and you say it's definitely because of the vaccines and you tell everyone else not to do it, otherwise your kids are going to get autism. As mean as this sounds, it's the law of large numbers. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, if I line a million people up in a line and I tell them all to take three steps forward on the count of three, you are going to have 100 morons take two steps backwards, and probably three people are going to take the wrong step and split their head open.
1: Some people are not going to move. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's just it's just what happens.
0: So how do you then define that as this is not the exception, it's the rule? That was my issue with the whole anti-vaxxer movement. It, what
1: is true? Mm. How do you get autism? Does it develop in the womb? Does it develop after birth? Do they know? That's the biggest thing. Nobody really knows when and where, but they know that you do get it and you can see it at a certain age.
0: Do you know much about autism?
1: Not really. I just know there's a sliding scale. There's some autism very severe. Some autism you can live with. Some autism is just, you know, you might just have a touch of it where, you know, he needs help learning. He might have a touch of a learning disability or others where he can't even drive a car or she can't even drive a car. There's different, that's why there is, yeah. you know, you're on the, what do they say?
0: He's on the, the spectrum. The spectrum. But there's also high functioning very high autism functioning. where you are, like Rain yes, you yeah. are literally way smarter than everyone else. Yeah. It's like a weird negative positive. Absolutely. So, and they say, I think this is a generalization. I don't think this is fair, but they do say out in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of that. I'm sure there is some of that where there's just some genius. and Very they Very
1: scary people. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not. No, I, I'm not even going that way. They become scared when they get a lot of power. And it's just because they can't. They're so brilliant. They can't see the world the way we see it they see it on a whole nother level and then i empathize with that you know
1: just it's just a different view and it scares people and that's why they get labeled as very scary people because they see it as you don't see it
0: yeah but to bring it back to the vaccine we're facing now i was very concerned a few months ago because i had a lot of very smart people who are not Anti vaxxers texting me, going, I'm not going anywhere near this fucking vaccine. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what is happening? And the more you then see from the public sphere of expertise talking about this and doing it, I get why these people have their doubts. Forget the fact that it happens so quickly, but you also, it's like we were talking about earlier. I don't know if this was before the podcasts are on it, but when you have guys like Bill Gates coming out and and trying to beat these things into your head and he's not a doctor and almost like rooting on yep. this whole thing, shutting down the economy and, oh, we're saving lives again, fear of loss, yeah. right? You start to wonder, huh, wh- why are they doing this?
1: Yeah, what do, what's their agenda? Yeah. What do they have to gain? What, are the, what do I have to lose? Are you going to get it? I, it depends. Being honest, I know yeah. people. I know people that have actually already, already got it.
0: They have another head grown out of their shoulder.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine? You wake up, your wiener falls off. Someone's going to pay for that. <laughs> 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 I need answers now.
0: <laughs> well, that was the other. That was the conspiracy theory online. And by the way, people, let's let's be very clear. There is no data to back this whatsoever. I'm just repeating, yeah. you know, what some people on Reddit got bored and were saying. But they're like, what if? What if the vaccine is gonna sterilize 25% of us so they can control population? And my head goes to all right, chill out, chill out, cowboy. Yeah. Like that's that's not what they're doing. And then my head does also could go to Could you imagine? Yeah, could you imagine?
1: What hap say, let's just say this is, this is what they did. It, oh, it was an accident. We are so sorry. Now what? Hmm. 25 percent of the of the country can't have kids
0: god go jerk off into a sperm bank
1: <laughs> before you get it i'm investing in uh in any company that does adoptions yeah <laughs> terrible to say it just i'm kidding but
0: yeah I, I i mean yeah and and again there's nothing could that, you imagine there's nothing that. to back that but yeah could you imagine that It's just, you start to ask questions when you see people rooting against positivity. And that's what our public sphere government is doing. They're rooting against it. They're saying, stay home. They're saying, oh, Fauci, there's going to be a second one. Second wave. Uh, We're in the fourth wave now. The guy's changed his opinions more than he's changed his underwear. I'm sorry. I know he's a doctor and we're supposed to trust him, but trust is built on... Admitting when you're wrong, number one. And number two, also having some level of accuracy.
1: The problem is this is all on the go. So there is no accuracy. There is no science to base Fair. anything they're doing.
0: Fair. They're just taking a shot in the wind. Just doesn't... Remember at the beginning, though, they were saying it's on surfaces.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You it know can live I, on your box. So when you get your
0: package, leave it in the garage. That's when rolling. I knew. That's when I knew. When the Amazon guy came day 1 and delivered a package to every single door in the apartment building and no one fucking got covid. It was all yeah. Exactly. I'm like, "Well, it's not on surfaces." You can live on a surface for 3 days. Yeah. What? And and they were they said not to wear masks beforehand. And look, let's Take Fauci's side explanation on that, where he said, Well, we had such, we were so unprepared that we had such a shortage for our first responders that we were worried about not having enough mass. Yeah. Okay, fair point. You still have to contend with the fact that you did technically lie to the public. So, how can you then expect them to trust you moving forward, even if you did One it for the lies right reasons? Too, too many. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. It's just, there's no fixing it. Once that trust is broken, it's done. So that's why I feel it's just going to grow and grow and
0: grow until the science says, hey, this is safe to get. And my other thing is... the coordinated censorship of anyone who has the audacity to to introduce different scientific ideas about this by the social platforms... Yeah. Tells me... Well, well it doesn't tell me. It, it lends me the question... I guess that's how you say it. If it's not true, or if it doesn't have the potential to be true, if or if it's that wrong, then why are you shutting down people saying it? Yeah. Yes. yes, there will be some people who cling to it, but. Why? As soon as it gets posted, you take it right down. Yeah. Why would you hide it? There's freedom of speech
1: out there. Why is this happening?
0: I, I'm a believer that you put all the ideas in the public square, and yes, are there some stone-cold idiots who are going to believe things that have no evidence? Absolutely. It's the law of math, dude. Yeah. Over time, you are – the better evidence argument is going to win. Absolutely. So like when you say – if you're in 1850 and you're out in the public square saying, guess what? Black people are humans the same way we are. Yes. Were there people who were saying, you're an idiot and you're scientifically wrong? Yeah. Sure. Yep. Were there a lot of people back then saying that? Sure. Keep saying it over time, apparently enough people believed it to fight a war over it and say, yeah, this, this was this was a big mistake. We got this one wrong. Way wrong. You know?
1: And you know what? It's taught. That kind of stuff is taught. That, you know, we're gonna believe this, believe that. It gets pushed into you so much. What do you mean, taught? Well, say, you know, the, the flat earth people. They were. It was pushed into their heads, like, you know what I mean? It was forced. If you said the world was round, you got hung. When was that? Remember, uh, who, it was, I forget the years, but it was, you were hung. If you went against the science, you were hung. So that's why nobody was really researching stuff, because if you went against it, you were ostracized, you were killed. If you tried to stir up,
0: they basically saw it as you being a pot stirrer. And that's the danger, because obviously we have nothing like that yeah. right now, not even close. But we have the the public squares are socials. Yeah, It's where they are, and that's where free speech is supposed to apply. But they are private organizations. So when, by yeah. the way, right now as it stands, when they do this stuff and they shut down speech, they are allowed to do that. They are within their rights as the current legal codes stand. Yeah, to do that. But we need to figure out the fact that they they literally are that public square. So we need to change that because when they do it, they have the effect of suppressing free speech. Yeah. And we're and by the way, I'm not saying that some of this stuff where you have other scientists, and I big air quotes there, coming yeah. out and making these other claims. I'm not saying there's not some Looney Tune shit in there. Everybody's that. a scientist all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched the Pandemic documentary <laughs> and laughed my ass off. And There's a lot of people that bought that. That yeah. was some Looney Tune shit. There was another guy on there. I, I can't even remember what he was saying. He gave this long, like, two-hour... Dis- it was like a two-hour dissertation on math with COVID, and he's just some brilliant guy who wanted to talk to people in a circle. Yeah. And, like, yes, there are some people that are going to believe that guy. Absolutely. But you have, to, you have to let the ideas win. You can't just shut it down right
1: away. You have to have free speech, open, safe spaces to talk about things. Because if you don't... Nothing's going to get better. Nothing's going to change.
0: Why do you think Europe has less of a drinking problem than we do?
1: <laughs> There's no drinking age.
0: Yeah. Once yeah. you once you tell people they can't.
1: Look at Portugal. Everything mm-hmm. is legal. They have their everything has went down astronomically.
0: What do you think of of Morgan doing le, it? Legally, yeah. Let's start there.
1: I agree tax everything. Yeah. I feel the less you make it so scary, the less people are going to mess with it. Uh, it's just whatever. Exactly. Just make it so it's out there, people know about it, and guess what? We'll see
0: what happens. Yeah. It takes a lot of violence away, too, potentially. Yeah, a lot of yeah. it's got to be done right. Yeah. People are so, so ingrained in, this and is doctored bad. into thinking a certain way yeah. that they can't open their minds to things. Are you familiar with the Silk Road at all? Yeah. Which one? Silk Road 2.0? Silk Road? (laughs) And it's like, I had a different username on each one. (laughs) Yeah. I study that. Dread Pirate. Yeah. Dread Dread Pirate Roberts. Ross Ulbricht, who's relevant right now. In prison.
1: Trying to get himself out.
0: I study that closely. And for people that aren't familiar, the Silk Road was a deep web website that the real one the full one existed yeah. from 2011 through 2013 and it was a global site where using a platform a browser called Tor yeah. which makes it secretive you had to use that to use it
1: and you had to have it in your computer to yeah. use it
0: yeah. yeah you could go on there and you could effectively through the mail buy whatever drug you wanted and Ross albrick who built it and run it and ran it and was later caught ...by the FBI and then received a what turned out to be a very controversial sentence of life in prison, no parole, which has been a movement since then and it's relevant because Trump might commute his sentence. He was a radical libertarian who you know, took it too far, he believed, like, borderline no government, which yeah. can't work, in my opinion. Will never work. Uh, yeah, that, that, that just doesn't happen. But, there has to be a higher power at all times. But the concept... One of the concepts behind it, I can never get out of my head because I think there was a lot of good to it. Maybe good's the wrong word. It was very interesting. But what he was saying is that people are going to decide what they put in their bodies. I don't want people doing heroin. I don't want people doing very hard drugs. I don't think he cared at all about weed or mushrooms and stuff, like stuff that doesn't kill you. But if they have the decision to put it in their bodies, it's their call. Let them do it. And decriminalize all of it and allow it on the open market to take away all the violence that then comes into the world of the black market that's created. Absolutely.
1: The biggest fraud is the war on drugs that ever happened. Yeah. There was nothing – there's nothing has wasted more of the government's money, more of the government's time, and it absolutely fell on its face because you knock one head off, two grew because the money that's involved and the violence. So therefore, if if you do legalize everything, the violence goes away because it's all going to be taxed and all controlled by the government. So therefore,
0: it's all going to come in by a
1: certain way and it's all going to be controlled.
0: And how would it work? Would it be like liquor and cigarettes where the government just puts a tax on it and now they also get a repository of anyone who uses so they can encourage them to go to rehab?
1: Well, Portugal doesn't do it like that. They do it as if we catch you with it, You know, you can't be selling it, but if you have it, you're not in trouble. And it does. If they will get you help, it's a lot less, you know, stigmatized. Like, oh, my God, he's a bad person. Mm. It's just, hey, let's get this guy help, get this girl help, and we'll go from there. It's more the government funds it where, you know, nowadays you want to go to rehab, you better have good insurance or you're going to go to some crappy state facility. Yeah. And it's not like that. It's all funded by the taxes fund, a lot of that. And it's just, it's proven to be such a better system than what we have.
0: Rehab's also a racket.
1: A lot of people go to jail over that. Charging too much for drug tests. I think like a drug test in rehab costs around like $1,500. It's what they charge the insurance.
0: I would see... I, I, I don't know any of these guys personally, but I heard the stories through my network all the time about yeah. guys who just got so rich opening up rehab centers. No history themselves. No. They just built these beautiful places and charged $30,000 a day. Not literally. And then but. paid
1: people to go and find addicts to bring them into the rehabs and they would get a piece of yeah. their insurance money.
0: Yep, they get it's like subsidized. Yeah. It's such everything follows the money.
1: Yeah, if there's money involved shit's going to go down.
0: Now what about if we made it legal though? The government would have to compete on price with the black market because you know the black market already puts a huge for all the expenses they have, they still put a huge up market on product right now because they can. They there's could, a monster
1: premium on yes, products.
0: they could maybe still compete on price and make money.
1: Yeah, make money and guess what? The taxes you put the good, and that's what they're trying to do. But there's it's just for so long it's been beaten to your head that drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, and I think that's a problem because that created the whole dare thing, and then therefore that created people that, you know, I'm going to do drugs, I'm going to rebel. They see it as someone that does drugs as someone that's rebelling, but it's not. It's someone that, you know, it's almost a cry for help, I feel like.
0: It can be different, too. Each person is different. Yes, it's all people have different impetuses or impedi, whatever it is, to actually start. It involves your experience. Genetics plays a role. There's all these things. Oh, yeah. And controversial take here, but we've all, or I shouldn't say all of us, but a lot of people have personal experience with one, two, three, ten people around them in their life who have experienced some form of struggle with this sure. and going through different systems, whether it be drugs, alcohol, whatever. And I My personal opinion as a Joe Blow from the outside, I look at the way some of these organizations handle their people after rehab in life. And to me, there is not, how do I put this? They constantly remind you, make a point out of reminding you that a, you are not normal, B, you are sick, and C, no, you are going to make the worst decision because that's your nature, and so you can't do X, Y, and Z because you will fall back to this. And they beat it in you over and over and over again every week or every day for some people telling you you're not normal, you can't be like anyone else, and and you're sick. Yeah, you I mean, can't
1: do this. You can't do that. It's all based around this. Oh, no, if he does this, this is what's going to happen. Oh, no, if you hang out with this person, you're going to do drugs again. It's not. It's Each person has their own choice, and it's a choice, but it's a disease, but it's also a choice to stop, and it's a choice to do it. But it is a disease where, you know what? That person is an addict, but guess yes. what? They're not a terrible person. Yeah. You know, a lot of addicts go on to be great. You know, yeah. great at whatever they do or whatever they want to do. They're normally some of the most they have the strongest will you've ever met out of somebody
0: you know they're oh my of, god yeah, yeah. The, and that's what i'm saying they try to tell everyone that's not possible for them is my point oh yeah they're going to be they're going to have a crutch the rest of their life yes yeah. and so i know some people several people who were heavily addicted to heroin yeah and one of them i love listening to him speak on it because it was a it was it was a while ago now and he broke out from that world. I'm talking about after he got clean, which was very difficult. He got clean. Sure,
1: it's a, it's a serious process. It, it never happens the first time. No. It takes attempt after attempt after attempt until it finally everything you've learned
0: finally comes together and clicks. But then not going back the way they do the system, yeah. obviously. You can't is, get caught up in it. Well, not even just that. The, on On a lower level, like the actual lifelong rehab of it. It's constant meetings and reminders and telling you you're not normal and telling you don't make that decision. it's it's don't 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 it's not empowering and so one of the things he figured out he was about two years out and the way he described it is he goes look I don't expect people to understand this but when you're on heroin it is the most addictive thing ever you can't live without it and it's to your point like you just said it is so hard to kick. If you actually do kick it, and so many people don't, they never get there. If you actually do kick it, you a lot of people that he knows, and he himself said it as well, you get to a point where then it's positive to think about it because you realize how satanic it is. That's how he described you gotta it. you got to
1: realize how crazy you were living.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. But he says, I think about the drug... And not only do I never, even in my worst moments, have an even questionable thought of doing it again, the idea I would sooner put a gun to my head because that's how bad it makes me feel.
1: Well, yeah, you're you're going to go back and set yourself up to fail again.
0: Yeah. Well, not even that, just the feeling itself. Forget that. I mean, you're a total yeah. failure when you're doing that. But he said that's not how they treated it. In the whole rehab process. So he's a really smart guy, was coming out, was getting jobs, was starting to do well in the world. Yeah. And he was constantly being reminded of this. And he said, one day, I was just like, this ain't it. They're just telling me over and over again, I'm sick. And all I'm telling them is I'm focused on my career and I'm trying to talk yeah. about the things I'm doing. And they want to constantly remind me that I was a heroin addict. And so he just got up and left, never went back. It's, Best you, decision you, know, it's, it's you ever just made. A,
1: it's always in your face.
0: Yes. And
1: yeah. there's different strokes for different folks. Guess what? Mm. Going to a meeting every day might help this person. It Guess might. what? Yeah. This yeah. Th- this other person wants to put it in the rear view, and that's perfect.
0: Everybody is different. That's a good point. Yeah. And maybe the greater point that I should make is, as a equalizer on this is that perhaps the system of a constant reminder for some people is actually needed. Yeah. But they claim no matter what, for everyone it's needed. And there are people out there who are that. like – yeah, they believe that, but there are also a lot of people who then suddenly think, well, no, that's not good for me. Yeah. And they're right. It's not because they're an addict and they're looking for a crutch or an excuse to go back. They're just saying, no, that was a period of my life. I got past it and I'm focused on my life yeah. now and I don't want to constantly be reminded I'm sick.
1: Exactly. I'm focused on where I'm going now, not yes. where I was. Yes. I don't want to be reminded every day of all the shit I did in the past. It's condi- All the people I hurt. Yeah, it's conditioning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the, and, and that's what I think about with, to bring it back to, to COVID as well. There's a lot of conditioning with how they market this thing. Oh, yeah. And move the goalposts.
1: They have to. to what get, do you mean? I think they have to market it the way they want it, because if they don't, then what? They didn't do it the way they wanted, and therefore, if it fails, they can blame it on whoever they want. Oh, the, the people didn't allow it to set it.
0: What do you mean they they they're marketing it the way they want it?
1: Well, say, you know, you own a product. Hold on, headphones isn't
0: working. Oh yeah, hit this right here. Just roll this around. Okay. You got that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So, well,
1: they're more they're going to market it the way they want it. So, say if they didn't market it the way they wanted it and it didn't work, they could always blame it on that, hey, we didn't get it out to the public the way we wanted. But this way, if they do it the way they want, therefore, they can always, hey, the public didn't receive the way we did it. We did it the right way. They just fought against it.
0: But why do they want to constantly tell people ahead of time, literally, by saying they've said the second wave, the third wave, the fourth wave throughout all these months. They're telling people in advance that we're going to fail. They're not saying like, hey, let's try to do a good job. They're saying, for example, all right, so we'll probably see a surge in two weeks because Thanksgiving is on Thursday and people are, even though we're telling everyone not to go see each other, people are definitely going to go do it. They're not going to listen to us (laughs) and then we're going to have this big surge. So no Christmas, everyone. Christmas is canceled. That's what I'm saying. How do they... Why do they want that? They're covering their ass. Yeah.
1: Sadly, that might be right. Yeah. They're covering what they have to cover, so therefore they can always put the blame elsewhere. It was you guys who didn't listen to us.
0: That's the system, though. Yeah, sure. No term limits. Everyone is looking short term. They don't want to be the guy that blew it. Yeah. They can't be. Because it would be career suicide. But then the other side is like Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom not only is going to get body bagged in whenever the next election is, he may not make it to that election. They have eight hundred thousand signatures right now to nine hundred thousand to recall him.
1: He's a hated person.
0: Why? Why is he doing? Why is he digging in?
1: I guess it's what he believes in. I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't think he <laughs> believes in shit.
1: Yeah, no. It's just some people love the fight. Yeah, they love to be that. Uh, they love to be the heel. It's just the way it goes.
0: It's a power thing.
1: Yeah. All the attentions on him,
0: yeah I think i I got one other theory on this I want to bat your way <laughs> i got a I got a theory one guy looked at me once i was sitting I was sitting with him, and he was a successful dude in the music industry, and he was walking through how music how singles go, <laughs> like how they really choose the single of the album, not even choosing it. How you know that you hit. A hit is a hit is a hit. I mean, yeah, you could even go that simple. But this guy said, if the bitches bump it, <laughs> it's going. Okay. And I was laughing because, you know, I said it in slang. But then I thought about it in the context of marketing. You know, men go after women and, and on the hetero side, obviously. And they they follow them where they go. Like, that's what we do. And... Think about all the social platforms. Okay. So let's even skip over MySpace. Let's go straight to Facebook. So, in roughly in this order Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and what am I missing? TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Yeah, good example. Are any of those platforms, aesthetically or user base designed for a male?
1: No, it's sexy. It's what sex sells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who's going to sell.
0: It's not even just the sex sells. It's, it's even a layer below that. Let's look at Instagram as the best example. If I would have told our group of friends, like my group of guy friends, in 2012, when Facebook was the thing, if I would have said, guys five years from now we're going to be on this app called instagram and the way you use this app it's an all-white app where including us as guys we're going to take pictures where we edit it in filters on visco and upload it with beautiful looking aesthetics that's going to be a word yeah. and the way that we get clout on this platform is people tap a heart button that turns a beautiful bright red when they see our picture, and by the way, the text is all this size and like girly format. That's the one we're, we're going to be using the most. And you're going to love it. Yeah.
1: And all you're going to be addicted to it. All of us would have said and, we're nuts. And you're going to care so much about what people think and how many likes you get. Oh, I didn't get this many likes.
0: It's designed for women. Women yeah. went there first to be aesthetic, and then the guys followed them. Yeah. And so now they want to see women on on Instagram. They, yeah, they want to see them and then, then they become a part of it. Yeah. And it, and I could paint that example with every platform. You go back to Facebook, you look at the photo albums and the white on light blue and everything. Now look at COVID. The marketing, and I say marketing, the way they present it to people is like. Family. They talk to everyone like their kids. Yeah. They put out the ads that say, wear a mask, social distance, people are smiling, hugging their cartoons half the time, the the governors are getting memed online and women fawn over them and stuff like that's how that that's how we moved the goalposts over time to where people were just so worried about it because they went after the protector gene in women. This is my little Theory I have, and women are all about nurturing and taking care of the family and making sure everyone's fed and, yeah. and I'm just talking in, in like biology all the time yes, and they went after there there is nothing more powerful than a motherly bond to protect her kids and the people around her, yeah, and they go after that, and that then drives the sentiment because then they get those women and those women online, then parrot the message everywhere, and then we as guys also all buy it, yeah, all of it have to. And there's part, and by the way, there's a lot of it that's true. I'm just saying the extreme that they take it to. That's how they that's how they do it. Scare the shit out of you.
1: Fear. It's all fear-based, right? Yeah. If only what percentage of people die? It's like a, it's not even a percentage, right?
0: I'm not even going to say it cuz I'll get the number wrong. It's like
1: point like 2, something crazy will die.
0: If you're 70 and above, I remember this one, if you're 70 and above, as of September, with the CDC report, I think I've cited this a hundred times on the show. You have a 55 percent 5, 5. chance of dying.
1: And what if you have um, like underlying issue? Like
0: I know, don't know that number, asthma, but I know disease. yeah, I know that if you have a comorbidity, it's yeah. significantly higher.
1: Now, what about the flu? Nobody has the flu right now. What's that about?
0: I did look at that. There <laughs> are some there. There are number stats on on the flu this year. Yeah.
1: What's crazy is everything is getting lumped into COVID because of that federal funding. I know people that have went got a COVID test. Left, didn't get the test, got the call that they got the positive COVID test. He goes, I didn't even take the test. What are you talking about? Oh, sorry, we made a mistake.
0: Come on. Swear to God.
1: Left, did not take the test.
0: <clears throat> got a call. Oh, sorry, we made a mistake. And that's the shit that removes trust in the system. Yeah. And look, the other side of it is you get Trump coming out and saying... Oh, we're we only have more cases because we're doing more testing. Like that's an answer. It's not. If there's if there's people dying and shit, y- you can't say that. Yeah. That's not how it works. because no, the percentages will always be the same. I, I just think everyone's dropped the ball. Yeah. There's no nuance. People are either we're all gonna die. We have death counts on TV. What is that? Three
1: hundred thousand, two hundred I
0: forget what it's at, but it's high. What, Sorry, is it high? what does that do for our psychology? It scares the shit out of you. Yeah. But then you also have people like, I'm going to fucking go out and I have a problem. Like, yeah. see these bars down south just packed with people. And then you wonder why they get it. Yeah. I I sincerely hope you are extremely wrong, though. Five years of mass, I that's not happening.
1: Do you see it ending anytime soon? We all thought, oh, once 2020 is over, we'll be all right.
0: Fair point. Fair. Oh, yeah.
1: once 2020 is over, everything, okay, well, guess what? It's about to be 2021 in about a couple days.
0: And it's worse than it was when we started. I think people are, are nearing their breaking point with it, though. And again, I say this all the time, and I'll say it again. Living in New Jersey during this, I wear a mask everywhere I go. Yeah. I'd rather just be, like, right about it or on the right side of history with it, just in case that really makes a difference. And there's data to suggest it really does. So, cool. It's just... I don't want to accept a reality where we're going to be doing that into perpetuity. That's where I draw the line. So at some point here, there's a chasm that gets crossed. And maybe it's as we get trust in the vaccine, which I don't want to believe the conspiracy theories. Yeah. I want to believe that that's legitimate and continue to see people to get it and have no side effects. We're limited on a mathematical basis. Maybe it's doing that over the next six, seven months. and Time then, will tell. Yeah. And then we all just get it.
1: If the vaccine falls on its face, what happens? Do we do the thing that I said? Everybody has to get it in two weeks, we're all right?
0: They won't officially do that, but there will be a herd immunity. Yeah, they'll have to. The The country
1: cannot survive
0: continually doing this and doing this and doing this. The thing about the Europe stuff and watching those riots is those people know what it's like to not have full freedom. Yeah. They know because a lot of those governments have had spotty histories during the course of the history of our country where they're not pure democracies, where they control their people and and do things that harm an individual's right to freedom and the pursuit of happiness. Sure, especially in Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they know what it's like not to have that and they know therefore what that looks like whereas here we don't know what that looks like so we, we just lay down <laughs> yeah we're we trust we exactly we trust we try oh it's gonna work out it'll be okay i have to, I mean shit i've done it too like well i'm not sitting here like never done that never been like oh we're gonna be fine i've said that during the pandemic i'm just knowing now nine ten eleven months in whatever it is okay this, this is where we got to Got to ask ourselves some hard questions. I remember it
1: kicked off when the sports stopped. I remember telling all my people, three months, sports will be back. Don't worry. We'll be back to bet and sports will be back three months. Three months came and went like this and nothing changed. That's when I was kind of like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. And it's been terrible since.
0: You remember when it was 30 days right at the beginning? All right. Two weeks of – it's Sitting two weeks for <laughs> – the The virus can incubate, so yeah. we'll do two weeks, and then to be safe, we'll do two more. Yeah. And we're going to be good. We're fine. We're perfect. We're gonna be I, I, I was telling everyone. Nine
1: like, months later, here we are.
0: Yeah, I remember Trump coming out like, and whenever you open Easter, Yeah. I think it would be the great...
1: Everyone's going to be in the church. Everyone's going to be in church by April 1st, he said.
0: What did, what did he For call some- it? The great... He said he, something. he named it, it like with Easter. Like great, I what he said, but it was beautiful. The, it wasn't the great reopening. It was the the Easter. Sun. It was it was like brilliant and completely wrong. It wasn't the resurrection was not right? even in the realm of possibility, and he still came out and said, and that's and that another example. Fauci comes out in February and says you don't ha 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 you don't need a mask. Or beginning of March, Trump comes out and goes ha 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 we're going to be open in April. It's going to go away. Remember that masks were bad. Yeah. Then you gotta wear a mask. But that's the point. You have two people who are on the opposite side of the spectrums. I don't how understand do how the them? government did that. How they let them both battle
1: it out like that. They had to be they should have fixed that and nipped that in the bud before it even happened. Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. How did they allow that to happen?
0: Where one side was gonna be totally you know what I mean? You remember Fauci's face at the one press conference where Trump's up there? He goes
1: He wouldn't let him talk we're, after we're, a
0: while. But doing uh we're doing good work out there, uh, yeah. despite all the, the the deep state, as I call it. And you just see Fauci like, <laughs> oh, my God. The deep, did he just call me that? Operation, Like, tr- like trying not to laugh. Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> that, that, that's when you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, what What did you just call that? <laughs> Operation Warp Speed. We're going to call it Warp Speed. <laughs> I, I thought of the name myself. Yeah. He just, it, Trump thought he could market his way out of this. Yeah. Just like the Space Force. Can't do it, man. No. That's not how it goes. He's it, And that's where his weakness and ego comes into play because he is a true... If you look at his career, he is a true believer in the power of positive thought and speaking things into existence. Yeah. He loves that. Loves to hear himself speak. You can't do that with an invisible virus. Who would have thought it
1: lasted this long? That's, that, that's what he was betting on. Bad bet. Bad bet. Very
0: bad bet. Bad bet. He figured month, two months, we'll be all right. And for such a conspiracy theorist, it's the Chinese it, virus. Yeah, for such <laughs> a conspiracy theorist, he should have been. Yeah. He should have been more like, oh, this is this this must be way worse than I think. Yeah. You would think you would do that. That's where it would be a positive for five minutes. Yeah. You know, but he just really, it, it's amazing because I saw some of the last people in the world I would think support him now support him in the new election and some of the last people in the world not support him to not support him and now not support him in the election. Yep. I was like, ooh, oh I was,
1: I was looking at his numbers and uh, how he called the last win was a red wave. I He was close in a lot of states. You know, I'm not a big political guy, but I was checking out the numbers he won by against Hillary, and he did not win by like, – it wasn't a red wave like he said it was.
0: No. No, it was a very tight election. Yeah. This is a very tight election. She won the popular vote right by like a mm-hmm. couple million. Easy, she won it by like two and a half million. Yeah, and that's you know we may see like a rewriting of the map here now too.
1: Yeah, they might have to do that. San
0: Fran, New York, Philly, going to Austin, which is already yeah a leftward city, but it's in Texas. Yeah, going to Miami.
1: You're seeing Texas almost turn blue.
0: I think almost. it's gonna. I think yeah. it, I think it might happen. Yeah, sure,
1: absolutely, and then. We are the only country, correct, that does the Electoral College. Everybody else does the
0: popular vote, right? I don't want to say for sure. I don't know. I do know that that's not a common system.
1: It's very rare. I'm almost I'm almost positive we're the only country that does You don't it. think we should do it? Um, I've heard both sides. One side say then the vote, the little guy in Iowa, his vote wouldn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I heard the other side say, well, it should be based on the numbers. Well... I just don't know enough about it to really say.
0: You ever hear the concept of groupthink? No. Loosely, groupthink refers to the idea that when you put people into larger and larger groups, where one single voice becomes smaller and smaller as the group grows, the ability to critically think and come to nuanced opinions or opinions that can change lessens. Yeah, I can understand that. So think about – let's use the big stereotype. Think about the Midwestern rural town of 100 people yeah. versus the 100 people that live within 100 feet of each other in New York City.
1: Yeah. Who means
0: more? Right. So if you get one – regardless of what type of political ideology it is, could be anywhere on the spectrum, when you have it in concentrated places, you are more likely to involuntarily indo- – I don't want to use indoctrinate, but – Create a space where more people are just going to naturally gravitate and agree with you without thinking for themselves that you run the risk of having small areas That geographically have their own little worlds that are way different from other little worlds that could exist in the same country But the this world just because more people are there wins out and legislates the entire country as a result So that's why I support the electoral college because as you said They would never go to Iowa. Yeah. They would
1: never, they'd they'd campaign in two cities. That's it. Yeah. They'd They'd campaign in LA, New York, and that's it.
0: They might go to Houston. They might go to Miami. Very rare. But Chicago. Yeah. That's it.
1: Major, major, major cities. Wouldn't
0: go anywhere else. No. And that's
1: the biggest problem.
0: There'd be no point. So I think it's important in that way. And again, I think we're going to see a potential big shift of red. To blue states and blue to red state. I don't know. I like, I don't know how it irons out, but especially when you look at Twitter and threads on Reddit and you see and then you look at the data we do have of the people moving yeah. and the power of the voice of the people moving.
1: Which party's in more trouble?
0: That is a great question. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I think the Republican party's in more trouble. Due to the fact that most of their supporters are older. my my own this i'm going with the facts
0: i would agree with you where i'll say that it's like a push in my mind to go either way is that the democratic party by and large in this situation has been the party of lockdowns and fear and they're pissing i have seen a lot of people take the proverbial red pill Who probably don't have a single right-wing belief other than what shouldn't be a right-wing belief, which is literal freedom to do what they want to do. But now they think they're a conservative.
1: Absolutely. Just because of that.
0: I've been there in my life. I have been on both sides of the spectrum there, blue pill, red pill, where I went to a side not because, and I didn't know this at the time, you get so caught up in it, not because I believed in everything that side was doing, but because I repelled Certain things that the other side was doing so bad, yeah. And now I'm out of that bubble, and I'm very self conscious of it. But most people, they don't come out of that. No, they drink the Kool Aid. Yeah,
1: and they just they'll follow that other one into the, the ground.
0: Geographically, though, I agree with you. If if I were making the bet strictly on traditional voting and the geography, Republicans are in deep shit. Yeah, deep shit with the age gap. Deep. Sh- not yeah. even just the age gap, dude. Where these people are going. Yeah. Let's assume there's no age gap, which there is. You're right. Yeah. But these people are spreading out. They're go- they're going to Texas. They're going to Florida, big swing states, and yep. not a swing state that they could turn the other way.
1: Exactly. And they're just there's no fighting that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And it'll be
1: man. fun to see. I, I think a lot does depend on who the candidate is too. Some people yes. fall in love with a candidate and can you know how many people sit in the middle. They're not a Democrat, they're not a Republican, not but a they're lot. not independent. Not a lot. Yeah.
0: Well, one final question for you on that point. What What do the Republicans do with Trump out of the way? Like, Who's, who do they even fill the void with? He's so controversial, but he's the loudest voice in the room. Yeah. They didn't even want him. They were forced. He was forced into
1: their yeah. camp, right? Yeah. Uh, Don't find it. Don't bring somebody up. Don't find a golden boy.
0: They insider outsider
1: insider oh they're going with someone
0: they can control this time they're
1: not <laughs> allowing that they're not allowing this to happen again
0: all right actually i'm sorry i bluffed one final question okay. is he running in 2024
1: no he's too old i think he'll be too old then because how does he, he
0: th- does he think he's too old i can't take it if he runs i can't do that again no
1: he's too old he's still he'll be what 80 then
0: he's gonna be like 78
1: yeah, eight? No, come on. He's
0: a machine, though. I gotta give him that. The guy doesn't sleep. So he'd be what when he was done? Eighty-four? Come on. That, that, that's too old. You're too out of touch at that point. All right, let me ask you this. You put Trump up—forget his politics. From a strictly energy and vibe and even—this I, I, isn't the term, but, like, no, not work ethic. Like, workhorse mentality. Put him up against any Republican in public office right now who is, say, between the ages of 55 and 60, if you can think of some. Who can compete with him? We'll smash him into the ground.
1: He's the greatest salesman out there right now for the Republican Party. That's
0: what I mean. Nobody it, can talk with him. He could fall. Now, look, he could fall off a cliff. Sure. Like, I've said before, I, st- I used to caddy for Joe Biden's brother-in-law all the time. I stood next to Joe Biden in the summer of 2014 and I, he comes up, he's, he's busting balls with everyone on the practice tee. He was yoked. I remember thinking to myself, God damn, this Veep's like 72 years old. This motherfucker's like 50.
1: in getting the good juice. I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> and then you see him come up to run for office in 2019. You're like, oh, w- what happened? So it can happen fast.
1: Yeah, the 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 toll of being in the office takes a big toll on you. Yeah, you age two times, three times, or whatever you were going to do. You don't sleep. You don't. You're not getting the right rest.
0: Regardless of politics, I, I just I, I do really hope w- whatever is going to go down here. I just think it's better for us that Trump lost the election now, and that's it with him.
1: He he held on for a while. He was not giving up. He's still not giving up. Yeah, but once Mitch McConnell said it, I think that's it.
0: Oh, it's definitely
1: it. Oh, it's official. Oh, it's past it.
0: All the bets have went through. It's past it, but he's still fucking yapping out there. It's crazy. He still wants people to fight for him. That's what I mean. He's going to
1: get taken out in a straight jacket out of that that point. He's not going (laughs) to (laughs) leave. They're
0: going to bring the army in to get him out of there. If he does that, he is he will be regardless of whatever he's done in the past that you might think is good. He'll be the most damaging person in the history of yes. politics if he stays in that office. If he doesn't get the fuck out on January twentieth, will people still love him?
1: Will his yeah. lover? Yes. Like yeah, he said. Will. Like he said, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and the polls won't change.
0: Yeah. Well, he needs to get the fuck out. Yeah, it's time.
1: You win, you lose. You win like a dude. Man. He's I'm, acting
0: like a real sissy. I'm a dude. I am not. I am not stuttering on this whatsoever. If he does not leave that office on inauguration day, if he does not leave the White House, that will be the most damaging day in the history of this country. it'd Be so bad. So let's not assume he's. Could gonna you do imagine
1: that. the coverage on that? You see, no, looking out the I did, window. I don't even want to think of it that
0: way. <laughs> Now Melani- you're gonna now you're gonna make me laugh. You know, Milani Mel- kind of
1: is gone. He's she can't stand him as it is. I love when she goes to hold his hand and he's like reaching for <laughs> it, and she's like, "Get off of me, dude." Uh, she's gone. I think she already left. Think I think so? the reports are she already left. Yeah, really? Yes. I'm pretty sure she's already because uh, I'm pretty sure she already loaded up the truck and like she's back in New York already.
0: How'd she how'd she get back to New York City without pictures? I don't care who you are.
1: I think she's saying that she's like going back and forth. You know, a lot of times they would go back and forth to Florida. I think she's saying she's going back and forth until it's over. I think Barron's in New York. I forget forget reading. I read it somewhere. Mom was 100% sure she's in
0: New York. Well, long long reality show's got to end. Yeah, that would be a scene of all scenes. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's dark comedy to that. Yes. But... That's, damage. that's in the moment you're laughing because it's that surreal yeah. and fucking crazy but the damage of that I don't even want to put into words Yeah, that's how bad that would be
1: there hasn't been a president yet that didn't you know never that when they lost they didn't make a speech and
0: congratulate the closest we ever got to this was Roosevelt ending the whole because it wasn't officially a law the yeah. two term thing everyone had just honored it and he said "No, fuck that I'm gonna stay I'm going yeah but people didn't argue it, and it wasn't that big a deal. After that, they made it law. And after that, they made yeah. it a law.
1: And now, will he on the inauguration day? Will he be there? No. Will he give a gift? No.
0: No. He and and I I think that's wrong. But so no, wrong, he won't.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to welcome them with a gift, leave instructions. His stuff e like that.
0: his ego is that if he got wronged, he will he will wrong you twice back. That's just how it is. I mean, that's, I'm just reading the tea leaves of his actions. And yes, Obama did all that for him yeah. in 2016, 2017 in where I'll defend Trump is that Obama completely broke protocol and ripped him 12 ways to Sunday without saying his name to, which was really low blow. That It's not even that it's a low blow. It's like, if you're going to do it, say his fucking name. Yeah. Like, it's already Trump. It's easy to say his name. Yeah. He, he brings it on himself. Yeah. Say his name. Yeah. But he broke protocol with that. And then uh, Trump tweets out all this stuff that he claims Obama did. Who knows what's true or what's not? But that's what he thinks. And so he's not going to give in to that. No.
1: Well, we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to make for some pretty interesting scenes. Yeah,
0: we'll see. All right. Well, listen, brother, thank you for coming in. This was fun. Absolutely. You're you're one of the funniest humans I've ever met in my life and I think people got a little taste of it tonight, a touch.
1: Cuz it was this was a little on the serious end. Yeah. We didn't kid around that much.
0: Yeah. Tough tougher time to kid around, but Yeah. I'll I'll be bringing you on in the future. You're you're my go-to on any bookie related stuff <laughs> going on and just some good stories. So yeah. we'll we'll get there. I've
1: been looking at Marilyn Marilyn Monroe the whole time.
0: It's a good she's, view, right? Yes, yeah, he's great. Storten. Now
1: I know why Kennedy was gave it all up. Yeah. <laughs> all these We had to
0: get that one in there. <laughs> all right, well, on that note, everyone else, give it a thought, get back to me. Peace.